Welcome to Anyone. This is Tay Tay, and I appreciate y'all. Today we have a chat with Ryan, aka Ebby, a good friend of mine from high school, played football together, got a little bit of a polymath, uh, somebody you can, I think, just drop into any conversation. He'd probably have something interesting to say. Uh, it's fun as hell. Get into um, fantasy football. We always have interesting conversations about entertainment and uh, the stuff we're watching, trends and just taste and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and I should have known this guy's a little bit of a history buff and that we probably would have gotten into it. I didn't know the degree to which we would get into it. <laughs> and I'll make sure that the guest and myself are, are both prepared and more equipped for these kind of conversations. I don't know anything. And even if you are well-versed in history, just getting dropped in a conversation like that is kind of like a little bit reckless. So we do, you know, we have some fun with it, but it's definitely not just take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> we probably get a lot wrong, but uh, uh, it's still fun as though. And uh, yeah, with that, here's my chat with Abby. sense you're like a prolific consumer of content i feel like a lot of people consume a lot of content but like do you get the sense that you either eat like eat, like eat it up at a different pace than other people or you just like retain it at a different level than other people i mean i definitely watch more tv and movies i was going before COVID. i was going to movies every week nice i was going every friday what is that what is like is that you just is that just like since childhood like a tradition or is that you just uh, love movies or you just i mean both i mean i was off work i had the amc pass that you get in for cheap yeah no one was there yeah and there was always i mean back before COVID. The movie came out every weekend, uh -huh. and like a big movie. Yeah. And so, I mean, even the bad ones I'd go see. That's just, what I'm saying. Like, I don't know yeah. how. I don't know I don't how know, just to like, kill two hours, you yeah, know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, and then I was always a little obsessed with, like, box office mojo to, like, see how much the movie's made. And then were, to, you, were you doing any betting or gambling or anything no, like that? Or didn't no, the fantasy no, stuff? no, it was just one of those things in my, like, had a buddy at work, and then in my head I would just be like, I think this movie's going to make $60 million. Like, I think... So I think, you were getting to that point where you could even, like, ballpark mm -hmm. it. Yeah, and I was like... And then I could just tell by, like, the opening weekend how busy it was going to be. Domestic just or, the, like, it didn't matter? No, I mean, just for fun. I mean, just something to do. And then TV's just... I mean, in the last six years, TV's just gotten so much good. I mean, all the streaming services that have been added over the last couple of years, more than the golden age of television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, like, it's even using the word television. Like, I'm trying to come up with a term where everybody can just understand what we're talking about here, but just, like, episodic storytelling or whatever. It well, is. I mean, Serial, yeah, I would look at the, like, the most recent but, season of Stranger Things. I mean, that's uh -huh. everywhere. Yeah. But, I mean. Yeah, but they, that's everywhere, and they botched the, the, the distribution of that show. Had it been a week-to-week -week thing, it would have been all over everybody's timeline every single time it comes out, but they just dump it all on a Friday. Like, it's ridiculous. And, it, and it's still, yeah, it's, it's like a cultural event. Yeah. What a joke. I mean, I mean, think Kate Bush. I mean, she's millions of dollars richer. And uh, her song came out in 1985, and it ended up being the oh, wow. fifth biggest song in the world. That's what I'm, that's what I'm hearing. Like, yeah, there's yeah. like, like a, uh, Metallica was like a thing. Yeah, uh -huh, yeah. yeah, they have Metallica's song. Uh, these kids who have never heard of these groups, all nah, of a sudden on Spotify, uh, just, just hear Well, it. and it's just all over TikTok. Because TikTok's uh, the biggest social media yeah. platform. Yeah. So if you can get your st stuff in a TikTok, I don't even have TikTok. What's it called? Um, a trend or like a... Uh, viral tour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, if you can get like... Because Kate Bush was all over TikTok, all of her songs. And yeah. then they've just come out with like a new one. And so Stranger Things has been out for weeks. And mm -hmm. they're just... They're still staying in the social media. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those are just movies. Yeah. You know, they shoot them and they spent $30 million yeah. an episode. Yeah. I mean, what is it? Is it... Are they over an hour each? Because I haven't seen... Yeah. And then the last episode was what, two hours? Two hours and 20 minutes. <laughs> How many yeah. episodes was the season? Nine. 
nine movies. Yeah, nine movies. They shot nine, and they said they would have had it longer if it wasn't for COVID. They oh, would have had more episodes. Oh my god! And and did you watch it out of? Because like, there's a there's a point where you've committed so much time where you're just like, I just gotta see this through. Or is this something that's like actually like it has momentum that's keeping you episode to episode? What's oh, going on there? for sure. I mean, they the reason I think that they don't do it. Well, they dropped it in two parts, and that's the closest Netflix can do to have every week because they're the last left that you can actually binge. And they're famous for Netflix and binge. But so then if you take the binge out. It's terrible. That's terrible uh, for, I mean, honestly, I don't think it serves any purpose. I don't, I don't think it benefits anybody, honestly. I think it's coming back. So I think you used to have the only way you would watch TV is every week, right? Before streaming platforms, before Netflix, right? Netflix was the first. And then everything else was week to week. And then I think people love the idea of, oh, I can watch an entire show in one day. Or I can stay up all night. But then when HBO came back, you know, with Game of Thrones and with some of the shows they have now mm-hmm. that, oh, I want to look forward to something every week or Disney with all their Marvel stuff. I want to look forward yeah. to watch something every Wednesday. But, but and I want a week to talk about it. Yeah, it's kind of like a full fucking bag of flaming on Cheetos. Like it sounds like something you want. But then like, you know, after after you get it, like Diminishing it's just returns. like, it's just like, what are we doing here? Like yeah. it's a, what, what, what you would actually enjoy is that like, ah, fuck, like fucking yeah. seven days until I figure out what the fuck that meant right before the fucking credits. And on top of that, like the fucking, uh, uh, that Monday or whatever, whenever you're talking to friends or anything like that, plus like whatever podcasts are happening all through the week. I think I remember hearing The Ringer, they have like a whole bunch of cultural podcast stuff, stuff that's like specifically dedicated to that stuff. And I remember them talking about like, we could have had weeks of content based off of this shit. Yeah. Like just weeks of content. And like, it's just, I think about it and it's just like, what are we doing here? Like it actually, I don't think it benefits anybody, honestly. Well, maybe, maybe that's why Netflix lost a million subscribers. Yeah, you know? yeah. And that's just came out 24, like today, maybe a day. Yeah, they lost like. another 200,000 that led to like now they've lost a million. But they still have 220 million subscribers, St- which is 100 million more than the next person. So it's, yeah, it's it's obscene. And they're not even in the like live sports space yet. But uh, but I think their projections showed like 2 million lost subscribers or something like that in America and Canada alone. And they like missed that by like, a million so everybody's like actually encouraged <laughs> yeah yeah oh they're gonna be fine i mean the the people that should be scared would be like your paramount plus and like discovery bought hbo and they're merging yeah so now hbo has discovery bought hbo they mer- well they technically merged it's gonna be they acquired did they acquire they, discovery they, or they discovery? acquired warner media and warner owns hbo yeah okay so it's gonna be like warner discovery okay and then so really just it's all gonna go under the hbo max banner okay so all of discovery stuff is going to go over there because hbo max is the you know the, oh, the standard umbrella, yeah is the, yeah, is the industry guys. leader so and the parent company is going to be so it's going to be warner hbo and then some like well yeah so warner owns hbo and then discovery brought bought warner yeah. television and so oh, then they're discovery merging yeah okay. uh-huh. interesting but discovery is just not a thing anymore maybe, maybe mm-hmm. like, well it's going to all their shows that were on that streaming platform are going to be under hbo max eventually okay that's interesting yeah there's going to be a lot more uh a lot more of that happening i think there's yeah. some of these well amazon's these, not going away they have more money than god same thing with apple they don't even care about how much yeah, money they that's, spend that's on, before a lot of this antitrust stuff happens so like I'm, we'll see what happens with amazon like it's they're already starting to talk about getting rid of amazon basic uh products and stuff like that because it's just can't be a plat any e-commerce platform and sell products at the same time so we'll see what happens actually there's there's talks about microsoft acquiring netflix so like we have no idea what's coming the ones that are going to stay hbo and apple i'm convinced but something about amazon and jeff bezos just spent half a billion dollars in that lord of the rings show yeah you think if he was planning on getting out of that kind of stuff like but that's like that 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 wheel has been turning for a while though so like what a lot of the new recession numbers and just like the the state of the economy like that they're so new that like elon 
tried to buy Twitter a month too early. Like yeah. people, like we're talking, like this is new new stuff. Well, so he we'll didn't see. even have enough. I mean, he's the richest guy in the world, but he didn't really have enough liquid capital to yeah. buy Twitter. It was yeah. against his stock. Yeah. So then, if his stock drops, I think he. Had, I think he. I think it was originally supposed to be like a conglomerate of like a whole bunch of different uh, funders and money and VC and all that kind of stuff. So like it's and nobody's nobody's buying or acquiring well, anything. Because Twitter's not even a good company. I don't know why he wanted it. He wanted it, I guess, to control what. Okay, now we're gonna start is. getting into like a really interesting conversation. Well, I want okay, to get. We'll, we'll get back yeah, to the media okay. stuff because I really want to get back to it. But this is actually really interesting. Okay. You're saying because I've heard this before, and this is where. I might get my fucking Karl Marx out. But anyways, what do you about to say? Okay, so Twitter, you don't think- Twitter's not a good company on paper. So if you were actually buying it to add to your portfolio as like a moneymaker, then I don't know what, I mean, he signed the thing side unseen. Yeah, yeah. And then when he started digging into- No due diligence. No due diligence, yeah. And then he went in there and it's not that good of a company. I mean- But this is all all obvious. It's not like there was, it was a revelation. What really happened is the market just shifted on him. So like, it's not like he looked under the hood and all of a sudden he was like, oh my God, no. He, everything, he, this was all obvious. He just thought, in the market condition that he actually put pen to paper, there were a lot of ways that you can kind of uh, capitalize on what Twitter could possibly do. But I think to the detriment of what we actually love Twitter for, I think it is it is what it is because they're not pulling every possible lever to kind of squeeze the squeeze the fruit. That's actually that's what bugs me about that whole conversation. Well, I think Twitter's just replaced newspapers for our generation. First oh, thing I do is wake up and read Twitter. That's how I get all my news. Yeah. All my alerts are on Twitter, yeah. and I, all my sports stuff is on Twitter. Yeah. Um, I think that's that. That's really what Twitter is. It's more news. Yeah. But I, I honestly don't know why he wanted to buy it. Just, I mean, the rumor, I mean, there's tons of crazy things out there. He wanted to put Donald Trump back on. He was mad at Twitter's, you know, because Jack Dorsey, the old owner, was part of that. So he said, well, I'm the richest guy in the world. Jack, I'll help you get back. I'll help you get your company back. That, what, what's your point? What was it? Jack Dorsey's point? He's not part of, he yeah. left Twitter. Yeah, but he, he then it. he's he part it. of Elon Musk's team to buy it back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, that's what I had heard. That's yeah. what I heard. And so, I mean, there's a bunch of other guys too. The part-time um, CEO. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, the Peter Thiel, the Facebook, one of the Facebook original. He was part of that team. So you're thinking, oh, why all these? This is kind of a you know motley crew of weirdos yeah. that are trying to get back into it. Yeah. But then when you look under the hood, you go, why am I buying this piece of shit? And why am I way overpaying for it? Because what it was was a bear hug. He was overpaying for the company. Yeah. And then they had a. Custodial duty to their shareholders yep. to agree to it. Yeah, yeah. But then is it fiduciary? Yeah, fiduciary. Like yeah, fiduciary uh-huh. to where yeah. like they actually could not. They could say no. They, yeah. They'd open. Some, they'd open themselves up to uh, legal liabilities yeah. if they don't accept the offer. And um, and honestly, the reason that they're pressing so hard for the lawsuit is because they're opening themselves up to more legal liabilities. Well, they, I mean, have actually, want, they have they to want, close the deal. Yeah. Well, and they want if they if he walks away, he's got a, their billion dollars in their coffer. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, wait, no, no, no. The closing, the, 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 what is it? There's like a billion dollar if, yeah, settlement if, or something. Yeah. Like if, well, if he decides but, not to buy the company, he has to pay a billion or two billion yeah. to walk away from it, but yeah, he doesn't yeah. want to pay anything. Yeah. But that's not even, that's, that's no longer even a thing that I, from what I'm hearing, that's not even part of the discussion anymore. It's $45 billion or this, the, what do they call it? The sanctity of contract is not a thing anymore. <laughs> so like, that's like, oh, the thing need, they're, they're not the even saying billion, that's, we'll not take even, your that's, billion? Not even, that's not even a part of the conversation. They're if, saying you're buying this Because if that was a, if that was a possibility, like, you know, Elon's not even hiring lawyers at that point. Like, yeah, I mean, a billion dollars coming, is still a billion com- dollars, oh, you know, no, they're, but, they're coming for the 45. Yeah. Well, I mean, if he doesn't have a billion dollars, he can't build his weird shit, you know? So, but he's also trying to win. So if he pays the billion dollars, then he loses. And so that's a lot of those, oh, those rich, those rich guys, the money isn't super important. It's winning or losing. It's self, so that's, that level of income is self-selecting to where, like you're saying right there, that like, it's just zero sum, kind of like king of the hill type thinking to where it's just like yeah. winning. Like it's just, there's something, there's something there. That's well, then really it's like, yeah, like I, I don't know, in those business, he already lost because he's being, if he, he's being forced to buy something he doesn't even want anymore. 
Uh, I think he does. He he. Who wouldn't want Twitter? But just not at that price. He well, would take he would take Twitter at twenty something per whatever. Twitter per yeah. Per I mean, share. if they lowered it, if they halved it, I guess. But like, it's I don't know. I don't know what he would do with it and how oh, he would spend it to make so money. So many things you could do with it. Like, there's so many. I mean, you could you could um, you could uh, charge uh, enterprise accounts. You could. Um, there's some sort of e-commerce inter- integration that could be really interesting. That I, I remember somebody was talking about that was like, no, not e-commerce. I think it was. There was something I forgot. I forgot what it was. But there, there's also plenty of solutions that you can do for bots that are bad for the numbers on on um, usage numbers for the app and all that kind of stuff. Like it would obviously tank the amount of people that are actually you know actively using the yeah. uh, the, the app and everything like that. But there there are a lot of options. I've heard a lot of smart people talk about how they could they could really uh, like I said squeeze the fruit. But I like I I don't enjoy that. Like the reason we love Twitter is because it's free. The you know anybody can post. You can follow almost anybody. The fact sure. that I could get direct contact to Lamar Jackson rebuking some sort of headline yeah. in the moment because that like that headline runs and all of a sudden that's the narrative mm-hmm. for a fucking months. But Lamar Jackson's like, hey, this is stupid. This is whack. This yeah. is not true. Like that's what we love Twitter for. So like it there's that that kind of like it, nobody just acknowledges the fact that the reason it's not necessarily the, a good business on paper is probably the reason why we fucking are on it and love it so much. Yeah, I just don't know why it's so accommodating. He wants to buy the fifth best social media app. You know, that, the that's fifth best. I mean, TikTok and Instagram are the number one. Then I would oh. say Facebook, and then I guess Twitter. I would say you know. I would. I, yeah, I mean, it's your point stands. I would. I mean, put, I would works, put Twitter you know? above. Uh, yeah, I mean, Instagram. And Facebook stands. owns Instagram. You know, but like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but to me, like, Twitter is Twitter is king, and it's like I think it's for guys so, like us, it's so integrated with. I mean, sports is sports yeah. is like mm-hmm. you know, Facebook is as far as. But they have Facebook like, market. They have Facebook dating. But demographics, like it's it's on the like I can't. I honestly don't. Are you see saying it's the baseball med- social media? It's all a bunch of older. Like, being one hundred percent honest, I don't even think my nephew has a Facebook. Like it is like it's. I, I legitimately like I'm wondering about what's, that. Yeah, but what's what's the biggest generation right now? You right know, now, population right now. Yeah. But like if, if you were looking, if you were forward looking, yeah. trying to acquire a acquire a company, and you know, like I said, a lot of this antitrust stuff. Like I don't know who the next. Uh, president who's going to be appointing whoever the head of the uh, I don't know who does antitrust the SEC I don't know uh, or the Commerce Department yeah, I don't know. yeah I don't something know like that like, I mean but they're you know Instagram being a part of Facebook and all that kind of stuff WhatsApp we'll see if there's a lot of uh, big all, tech I mean, being broken up so. yeah but all you're going to do is make those guys way richer when you break up their companies interesting yeah the when they broke up all of uh, Rockefeller's companies uh-huh. he became the richest man in the world because you're breaking them up into individual companies and then they're instead of being under one umbrella mm-hmm. they're individual so then you make those public companies too mm-hmm. so then you own instead of owning just stock and meta yeah now you own stock in facebook now you own stock in instagram now you just but you but then those get bigger and bigger because they can only get so big under one umbrella yeah you know what i mean yeah. i don't yeah when rockefeller got his stuff broken up and the antitrust stuff it made him a hundred uh, times richer so i don't i don't i don't know anything about microeconomics let alone macroeconomics so what okay we'll pull this all the way back and i want to get back into okay. media and all that kind of stuff what, where did you go to school and what did you go to school for? And we've been recording this whole time. Yeah, I figured. Uh, college? College. Missouri State for two years, then Mizzou for three years. And I went to school school for originally teaching, uh-huh. but then the hot minute for business. And uh-huh. then I got my degree in sport management uh-huh. and tourism with an emphasis in, with a sport, uh, sports in tourism with an emphasis in sports management and a minor in business. Nice. Okay. So when you were doing the teaching thing, the, for some reason, I think it was history. Was that mm-hmm. right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, big history guy. Okay. So like the, you do, you, is there a strain of history that's like financial history? Like where you would know something about uh, the breaking up of a company for, who was that, who was that uh, mega rich, what was the guy you just talked about? In the oh, John D. Rockefeller. Like Rockefeller. Yeah, like uh-huh. is that something that's part of like the history that you're like super interested in? Yeah. It's like, is that just history? Is that financial history? Like, it seems yeah, like you I mean, super, you're a big history guy. Yeah, I mean, the financial history is interesting, too. Uh, I mean, the stuff that we did after the Depression. Yeah. Um, and then the stuff that we released in, like, the 90s kind of led to, 
it's interesting to you know read from what we did after the Great Depression, what led uh-huh. to the Great Recession, yeah, and then what we're doing now. And what, what do you what do you consider the Great Recession? Two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Yeah. Okay, that's that's the historical term the for Great that. Recession. The, yeah, the Great Depression, the Great Recession. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really as far as my experience, it's really interesting that once you find like your one door into history that just like just you're just super fascinated with the dominoes just fall all of a sudden it like you can kind of see a connection to some other random thing that you're just reading about and you're like oh like i have a little bit more context all you need is like one door like for me there was a specific battle in late 19th century it was like east africa that like i was just super fascinated with and after that it was just like don't don't all these other things started falling well, I mean, in place and i'm like and it all connects yeah. we and and like so like was there was is there like one specific thing that like if there's a documentary on this if there's a book on this i'm like i guess i was interested. the first i mean just like fun history tidbits then you kind of read more into it so like in world war one yeah, all I the main countries gonna be, I figured it was gonna all the main countries that went to war together yeah. they were all first cousins oh interesting. okay and um the obsession with rome so explain that explain that a little bit so like they all have uh so ethnic they, ethnic just like not ethnic but so like they were all, some sort of like they're all first cousins descendants yeah of, so the royalty all would marry each other off okay, so they all shared the same grandma Wow. Mm-hmm. So Russia, England, Germany, France, all first no cousins. Shit. So you got going to war with all your cousins. Oh, no. uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, what was another fun one? It's oh. crazy what it all boils yeah. down to sometimes. Um, and that's like, that's, that's just, that's fucked. Yeah. Yeah. And then another fun one was um, how, how obsessed Europe was with Rome. So everyone wanted, after Rome fell, we went to the Dark Ages, right? Okay. So really what happened is Rome fell, but they just moved their capital from Rome to Constantinople. Okay. And it was the Eastern Byzantine, which was just kind of like new Rome. Okay. So, you know, there's like the Catholic Church, right? Okay. Or there's the Eastern Orthodox Church. Okay. And so they split mm-hmm. um, because the Pope said that he was the leader of the church and spoke directly to God. But the Roman times, it was always the Caesar. Okay. And it wasn't the... Uh, oh, Caesar had divine right? There was some sort of religious... Yeah, yes. like Eventually, okay. eventually. Augustus. Rome went through a lot of stuff, but like Caesar Augustus. like, okay. And so the leader of the church and the state. Religion was... I mean, if you think like we're tied to religion a lot in America oh, now. Yeah. Oh, in the past, yeah. it was everything. Yeah. Your whole world. I mean... Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess the what I was... is I uh, So, um, Tsar uh-huh. and Kaiser, right? Those were the... Are we na- talking Russian now? So, Russia okay. was the, called the Tsars until okay. they cut the last Tsar's head off in the, the Russian... Tsarnovs? Yeah. Well, no, just Tsar. C-Z-A-R. Oh, that's the title of... Yes, of okay. the leader of, of Russia okay. for hundreds and hundreds of years. Yeah. And then before... This is all World War One. So, okay. um, the Kaiser, Kaiser William of World War One. The re- what Kaiser and Tsar means is just Caesar in their own language. No shit. Yeah, they both thought they were the... So we're talking Germany and Russia? Yeah, and this is in World War I. So a hundred years ago, they were still calling the leaders of those countries Caesar. Wow. Because they thought they were the culture descendants of the Roman Empire. And that's that's that comes from a name of a specific uh, ruler of Rome. That's not like Caesar. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Caesar Augustus. And then after that, they started Julius Caesar. Yeah. So Caesar is actually Caesar is an is a name or is it a yeah, title? Yeah, Julius Caesar, and it then they started calling everyone Caesar. Caesar mm-hmm. after that, yeah. oh, really? because he turned Rome into something different. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's like the pivotal, like yes. from that point on, like A B, like uh, B C A D kind of moment yeah. for a ruler. No, so no. that's what was the. I was like, they're still calling themselves a yeah. title or something yeah. that hadn't been around for yeah. a thousand years. Why? And so that was kind of the. That was I go back and kind of read why that was so important. What was the time period of Caesar? Oh, I mean. 
before, no, uh, I that, guess. That is nuts. AD, 200 AD. Yeah, that, I mean, that's probably not right. But I mean, yeah, I mean. A thousand, over a thousand years later, they're still using the titles. Like that's, uh-huh, that's what you yeah. see. That time scale doesn't map onto my mind. Yeah. That so, is pretty well, and then the, after Rome fell, thing. they tried to rebuild it and yeah. they made up. So what Germany was, was Germany is a very new nation. Yeah. Germany formed in like 1870. Okay. So before that, it was called the Holy Roman Empire. And the, oh, yeah. and the funny dumb oh, joke is it was n- neither holy nor Roman nor an empire. <laughs> <laughs> so then the, all those little provinces that were made up the Holy Roman Empire with the biggest one being Prussia, yeah. they formed Germany. Okay. okay. And then, I got a lot to learn. Yeah. I got a lot to learn. I, I don't know anything about World War One. I. I don't know anything. World about War One's more fascinating than World War II. Because that's that transition. People, that's that transition from Prussia and all that kind of stuff. Well, that's just the transition to the new world we live in now. Okay. So, you know, okay. they were still in warfare in general. Okay. So like they were still sending people on horses in World War One. Yeah, and that's I mean, I mean that's yeah. But then we had machine guns, so like you know, that's this big switch into what you think of really mm-hmm. modern times, 1914. You know, think about that. Yeah. That's the shift to to where we were heading. I mean, because it's a very then, slow yeah, march up until that time. Yeah, and then after that next hundred years, everything happens so quick. Yeah, because we just the discovery of technology and then being able to oils after that and then being able to travel and build roads yeah. and the internet comes i mean the world gets really really small in only 100 years and i don't think i think it's only going to take some distance for us to realize the impact that the television screen has had yeah. on us like it's I, I legitimately think it's after a century or two they're going to look back at this and think of this as the age of the screens and we don't we just don't see it like it just the disillusionment with every institution in the world the nation state religion it all coincides with like that all of a sudden, the first televised war in Vietnam and realizing that your country is mm-hmm. not as good as it was. Like, it's this whole postmodern. Well, like, even it's like before super that, interesting. I mean, even before Vietnam, um, I mean, only 10 years before that, but yeah. the civil rights movement. Okay. That was when they suck, when yeah. they were, put the dogs in yes. the hoses. Yes. You know, that was kind of the turning exactly. point. Exactly. Exactly. You know? So, like, it's, it's, and, it's, yeah, the, that rapid, that rapid uh, acceleration of like technology, like, that's, that is kind of, kind of crazy. Only in the 19th century. So, Germany was formed in the 19th century. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I didn't uh-huh. know that. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a bunch of small, so just imagine that all the states were, you know, what the original yeah. founders yeah. of the United States wanted them to be is just kind of loose huh. countries that would all kind of band together. So that's what the Holy Roman Empire What was. America wanted it to be? The original founders, yeah. Yeah, they didn't want it to be what it is now. They wanted it to be a bunch of individual states that, I mean... Because they feared what, like, a unconfused... Like, they, they feared a lot of stuff. I mean, they were... That's why when I was like, remember, I was like, this isn't what the founders... No one knows. I mean, that... Yeah, I mean, we didn't have, I mean, so think about it. In 1776, right, with Declaration of Independence, then we go to war for years and years and years. Yeah. I mean, the first president was George Washington, but that's in the 1790s. Uh-huh. It took us 10 years just to decide what our government was going to be. Yeah. You know, we went back and forth and we couldn't figure it out because no one could really agree. They tried it. They tried it for years and they uh-huh. would have different money at different states. Why do you say the 10 years thing? What happens after 10 years? Is that like- Oh, they just finally figure it out. And that's the actual constitution and the Bill of Rights and all that stuff that we have now. That was 20 years after we actually started fighting for our independence and 10 years after we won it. People, when they teach history, they just teach it bad. They act like, okay, we start the war in 1776. They don't even teach you how long it is. Okay, and then George Washington becomes president. Yeah. That's a whole, almost a whole generation. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so it took us a long time to even figure out. Time is just not that out my head at all. Yeah, well, it's because they just teach, they teach the history poor. They, you know. I was jumped the, to a I, bunch of. I was in those classes, man. Like, yeah, like the Civil War was fought for state states' rights and all that kind of stuff. I was, <laughs> I was in those classes, so like it. And it's not like it ever really tracked for me, anyways. But like, uh, but yeah, I'm super fascinated with history now. I think I was actually actively raised not to respect the connection between history and the present and even the future and all that kind of stuff. But well, it's starting, that, yeah. that page is starting to turn for me. I, for it's sure. just fascinating to 
well, I think it's just fascinating how we got here. And you have to look yeah. back. And our country is so new. I mean, our country is only yeah. you know yeah. 250 years old. Yeah. And so to accomplish what we've accomplished is amazing. Mm-hmm. But to act like we, yeah. It, I mean, the two original sins, you know, slavery and how we treated the Native Americans. No one ever wants yeah. to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't teach that in history. Yeah, for sure. And it's 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 really you get the sense that people think that that's not a thing that's possible and to love the country at the same time. Do you think that there's like a, do you think oh, that there's like, sure. do you well, think that that's a possibility to like acknowledge? Cause it's, you know, no yeah. country, no, there's no country in existence that doesn't like sit upon like graves. But like, um, I wonder whether or not people who are fighting the kind of like open discussion of all that kind of stuff, uh, feel like that it's just not possible to have that conversation and still love the country at the same time. So like, it's, well, you should I wonder, always I want your country that. to get better and better. Like, I don't know why, you know, progress, you always want them to get, you know, to improve. I don't yeah. know why, what, make America great again. Why would you want to go back in the past and, you know, not keep improving? I mean, I know country. why they would want to go back in the yeah. past. You already know yeah. why they would well, want to go I mean, back but in the past. You ask them, go back to when, and they never, they never say what, what time. I mean, yeah, back no. before you had cell phones, like who wants to live in that yeah, you know, period? No, I don't sure. know. Back when the dentistry still just yeah, looking, I just yeah. you I don't, I don't know what they mean when they, but what's rare about our country is really it's two different countries. So dating all the way back to the founding, uh-huh. it was, the, I mean, the reason we have a Senate and why our houses are built like that is yeah. to give the smaller population, southern yeah. states, yeah. equal power. So from the beginning, you are two, you are north and south, huh. and they are building stuff in there for, for the, the southern of the Senate and the House of Representatives? I thought it was like, I thought, because a lot of the talk on... And I get my history of fucking Twitter. I'm yeah. a fucking clown. But like everybody talks about how the Electoral College was created for racist reasons and everything like yeah. that. But I mean, like, same thing. But the Senate mm-hmm. and the House, I didn't know, was constructed in a way to kind of balance low uh-huh. population yeah. rules. And the three-fifths rule, because they thought that those populations down in the South, mm. they would be able to, you know, yeah. Out, yeah. I mean, there was you know ton, that, yeah. the, whole, the whole thing was built on Interesting. keeping the Southern interests. Okay. And I didn't know we were going to get into this. To the degree that you want to get into this, I have a lot of no, I just, I, this I kind mean, of stuff. Yeah. But like the one- It's it just, one I guess thing, my biggest pet peeve is bad history. That and people either have created out of something they think they've read and misunderstood or just being so taught it's all poor t- history. This is what this is the big revelation that's been turning me super cynical recently is that whether it's history and some things that I thought were unassailable principles that we were all at least trying to like strive for with like democracy, mm-hmm. America, like those two things, like at bare minimum, everybody wants this thing to go right, keep going. Right. But I'm starting to realize that they're all just tools. Right. Democracy is just a tool. America is just a tool. History. And if those don't serve the purposes, our purposes, then we'll even do away with those. It. So like history, like it's just, you know, it's just a, it's just a tool. And it, and, and the ground truth is like, we, you know, everybody talks about facts and all that kind of shit. But like, I, I read a really interesting paper that like, even facts are not irreducible. There's like a, a, even a layer underneath facts, trust. Yeah. Trust. Something as simple as like, what's the temperature of Kansas City? You could nuance that to death. At what altitude are we taking? Well, the how are you telling Where's the, the boundaries? Story? Where's yeah. the boundaries of Kansas City? Sure. Where are we doing this? What you, like, so like, it's it's just when you really when like I'm trying to step away from the abyss, but like it is just like you start looking around, you're like, I mean, you know, I don't trust them. They don't fucking trust me, and it's just it's it's a pretty fucked situation. And uh, I really, I honestly don't know other than like forcing everybody back into public schools and bumping shoulders with each other. I don't see what the fuck could, could bridge that gap. But Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just fucked. because of how it's taught. Like, yeah. I, I think they do it because they don't want to jade kids at a young age, hmm. you know. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I mean, because you're just teaching, you know, bad pop culture history. That isn't even true. Hmm. Um, like the Christopher Columbus thing. He yeah. didn't really found America and like, even oh, yeah. well i mean just something like betsy ross there's not even any historical fact that she actually sewed that flag they were looking for someone <laughs> yeah i mean it's but it's, it's it's easy teachable pop culture facts that 
up until the last 15 years, no one even cared if it was wrong because who's going to look it up? Who's going to go to the library yeah, yeah. and read some paper yeah. that some guy wrote from yeah. the University of Wisconsin who disputes that Betsy Ross? I mean, it's only because of the internet. Yes. And then it's used the history, like I, wrapping back to like, well, this is what the founders would think. Well, but now you're weaponizing them and mm. you're creating your own version of them. Mm. And a lot of their stuff wasn't even great ideas either. And they weren't great people. And why were we listening to someone that was... 250 years ago. Yeah. It takes root. Really, I'm telling you, like, it takes root. Like, this, this, the, everybody talks about the, the, the battlefields, like, economic battlefield, political battlefield. It's the narrative battlefield that people will die for. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, it's the shit that got me worked up. Like, Donald Trump's never killed a man, but I despise that man more than any murderer in the world. <laughs> like, just because of what he does to my, like, the, to the way that I see myself in the world. Like, he, he's a narrative violator. He violates a narrative in my head and a story I tell myself about myself and the country and people and friends and shit like that. So, like, and that shit is like, that's like the operating system of your mind. Like if your mind is a computer, yeah. that's the OS. That's the Windows software. Yeah. Like that's like, you start fucking with that, people will, people will start showing up to the fucking Capitol and fucking climbing fences and shit. But that's back to the, there's, there's two countries within one country. And it's been like that way since the founding. So if you can rile it, you know there's a one half of the country mm. that has been raised to think yeah. this way. And yeah, they move out of the South and they go to other places and yeah. they're going to be in other states. Yeah. And they exist in the North too. It's not like, you know, but there really is from the beginning, there's been two different yeah. roads that people have wanted to take. And we've just compromised since the beginning and did little small compromises to keep us going. But at, at the bottom of yeah. it, there's two different countries within one. And then you've gotten so big where California is its own country. It has the GDP of like, what, the seventh biggest yeah, nation in the world? So then you have these supersized states. Yeah. And it's just a very weird it's country. Un- it's untenable. Like, I actually, there was a professor that I knew in Missouri State, a good friend of mine, who said that he thought... Um, we made an unforgivable mistake by allowing Confederate, the Confederate states to um, continue governing themselves. Like there was some sort of like thing that he, make what I'm saying smarter, kind of like allowing them to kind of like assimilate back into yeah, so, power and all that so, kind of stuff. It should have been from that point on, like yeah. it's just like, this is treasonous behavior. Yeah. You're never going to allow, you're never allowed to hold office and we're just stamping it out. But like that kind of like. Well, I mean, know, what happened is, so the, vi- the vice president, Lincoln's vice president was a Southerner. Mm. He was a Democrat, yeah, and he joined because that's what some people like to do. It's is the that, most I hate. They people live in the gaps in people's understanding uh-huh. of history so and exploit that shit so much. So when I Lincoln died, that. you say what you were going to say out loud, yeah, yeah. And so when Lincoln died, it, a Democrat Southerner became president and screwed up Reconstruction, yeah, you know, and then it became really just slavery under a different name, the Jim Crow era. Oh, so we're talking, and was his uh, vice president Andrew Jackson? Or was yes, it, mm-hmm. okay, so yeah. or uh, yeah, Andrew Jackson, Andrew yeah. Jackson. Oh, yeah. so it was it was the death of Abraham Lincoln that kind of like. But I, I doubt, I, I wonder if he was that kind of like, you know, to even have a vice president that was a Southerner, that was like a Dixiecrat or whatever. Yeah. Uh, what makes me feel like he was probably a bridge builder and didn't want to like maybe go to the full extent of like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of like, but I mean, I'm, I'm getting yes. into some stuff I barely know anything about, but I just thought it was an interesting Well, I mean, back then too, point. I mean, just the whole, that, it, it's hard to also view history in the lens we have now. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? You're judging people that lived 140 years ago that the world was entirely different. Yeah. So to judge them, and this just comes from a historian that I like, yeah. that he says you have to judge them by their age. So how were they compared to the others? Mm. Were they head and shoulders above the people that live there? Because, yeah, they're compared to our morals now. Yeah. I mean, honestly, just, and this is a little bit off track, but you ever watched Boy Meets World when you were yeah. a kid? Oh, no. Yeah. Is it, is it well, bad? Uh, okay, I'm, re- I'm listening to their podcast. So the guy that played Sean and Eric and Topanga, uh-huh. they're doing their old rewatch. So I've been rewatching with them, too. Uh-huh. And I goes, you couldn't, you couldn't say hell and ass on tv uh, but you could show the 
14-year-old Danielle Fisher in like a swimsuit. Oh, and you could say like that she has sexy pouty lips. Oh wow! And like I mean, it we literally were all like, kids like when we were yeah, I know. This, so, like, yeah, and you show it, and wow. Sean, the character that's playing Sean Hunter, is making out with girls all the time. Wow. And I'm just like, yeah, you know, it's just a weird middle school. Leaders. Yes, yeah. 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 And they were talking about in the podcast. It's going to be hard to like with this with this lens, <laughs> you know, just 25 years later <laughs> to watch the, to watch me do this. And they were all like, I don't know how like this got passed. <laughs> Whoever at the studio is like, yeah, let's call like, Who are they, let's, yeah, yes, on set. yes. Like, and they're we like, need another then, take. Like, yes. what are you doing? Here? And I just remember going, I can't believe they like let this. And yeah, I like, I run a summer camp. I couldn't show that that yeah, show, no. and that was on Friday night, and it was a show for kids. Yeah, I couldn't show that to the kids now. That's why I kind of don't like going back to shit. Like, I, I made the mistake of going back to Good Burger, and I, I just, yeah. like, why did I do that? Okay, so I love think the about the memory of Good Burger yeah. way more than the actual fucking movie. So just in our generation, now go back seven generations. You know, so I mean, just to think about how different the world is. So then when you're thinking about historical figures they're definitely not going to be perfect yeah but are they trying to do things that progress and make their country better from where it is now huh. you know not exactly what we want it what yeah, we want it 20 years from now you know they it can't yeah. do that They'd, yeah that would be so far away what was even in the realm of possibility yeah. that's a that's another flashpoint uh, a lot of these uh, the discussion around statues and namings and names of buildings yeah. and all that kind of stuff so like that's actually an interesting uh, introduction to the conversation of like what perspective and what lens are we using to kind of judge these people morally are we using it with the current one are some things unforgivable like and all that kind of stuff and i don't know about the individual cases but that's that's another like flash point anytime a statue is taken down you bet yeah. fox news is like all right we're good for fucking two <laughs> which i i mean fucking yeah I, in my personal if it wasn't if abraham lincoln lived they would have not been uh, allowed to ever yeah. hold public office again interesting they it, that was the there was a really interesting podcast of what they like what do you think happened if you were to guess to the leader of the confederacy um, I mean, if I was to guess, I get you're asking because it's counterintuitive, but I would say he had to like put it on trial and then sent to jail for treason or maybe hung. No, he's he, went to, he, he went, went to the Senate. He oh, went top. Well, he went top. He went top. He became a professor. They he had, had a little trial. They had a little mock trial and they let him go. Yeah. Robert E. Lee had a university named after him. Yep. You yeah. know, so all those guys got off scot-free because he, the president, Jackson, did not want to punish his country. Yeah. The Southern, he's his country. You know what I mean? His country. He, he was mad at his country for trying to break apart from the big country and start their own one because no, that's not the Who rule. Who was mad? The the Lincoln's vice president. That's the only reason. Andrew Jackson joined. was actually a, like he was a oh, he, he was, was pro union. I didn't know pro that. union, but not pro slavery. Yeah, no, or not not anti slavery. I did not know he was pro union. Yeah, so there was the question of so the segregation is part segregation, not segregation, but the uh, whatever. Yes, the, that's the part that he had a problem with. But he, like that's, that's no, he didn't have a problem with slavery. He had the problem with these states leaving. Segregation is not the word I'm looking yeah. for, but whatever the word is for separating yes. from the the union. Yeah, he did uh, not want them to succeed. Succeed. There we yes. go. So he was a general and he was a, but it was very, I'm pro and not union because that's, I'm just pro United States. Yeah. I want us to stay connected. Oh, union is the word for the North. Well, yeah. that's what, yeah, yes. Okay, but yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that was really just a long time coming because from the beginning, you know, I guess 70 years ago when we formed, yeah. they always wanted to be two separate. They had two separate ideas of what the country uh, should be. The more industrial North and the more agricultural South. There, there, there are, okay, we're clearly, this is America, so talking about shit you don't know anything about is like our favorite passion. Yeah. So fuck it, whatever. Yeah. I'm gonna get into it. But uh, there are clearly some military reasons why you would not want a neighboring, like another neighboring country, and like the fact that America is not necessarily landlocked, and mm -hmm. those are military advantages. So like I understand why you wouldn't want to separate into maybe smaller, uh, like I don't know what you want to call it, states. Yeah, it was more. Like that. Yeah. But, like now, like there's this conversation happening all the time, and our, one of our homies, like on Twitter all the time, he's like, just let them have their fucking country. Yeah. I'll see that shit on Twitter. Yeah. All the time. But like I wonder that there, I've I've heard some arguments for why economically it actually makes more sense to be a smaller country than it is to be a country of 350 million. A lot of these more agile countries 
um, uh, like, you know, we always like fetishize the Finnish, like mm-hmm, the like Nordic mm-hmm. countries yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But, like, I think there might be an advantage, especially when you could base uh, an economy on so many different things that aren't necessarily like locked to like resources and tangible things and all that kind of stuff. Like I think the UK's whole, most of its economy is like financial services and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm, yeah. So, so like, uh, I, I wonder whether or not smaller countries would make more sense in America. Cause it's, it's kind of like, I, I'm, you know, I bet you at some point California is going to be done with like subsidizing Wyoming and all that kind of stuff. And it's just like, uh-huh. and, and if Wyoming doesn't want to fucking, uh, if wants to, you know, do their uh, Christian prayers for uh, breakfast or something yeah. like that, then do your fucking thing or whatever. But like, I, I don't know. What, like, what do you think about that? Like America, it would just be a bad idea to tell you're dummy. I don't know. I haven't really gave it too much thought outside of, you know, the reason we did it is just to be an empire builder. Everyone wanted to build empires, yeah. you know, so, you're, you know, and, yeah. and for resources. We got yep. Alaska. And so Alaska's for resources. Hawaii is for defense. Uh, to have, you know, yep. the sea to shining sea. Yeah. But Texas was for defense and for resources. Yeah. California was for defense and resources. So you haven't, but you haven't done that for 70 years. You haven't added another state. Yeah. You know, Hawaii and Alaska were the last two uh, after World War II. So you're not really building empires anymore. You're really just building spheres of influence. Mm. And so if you would reduce. Which, which you don't necessarily need with a flag, I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I guess it just depends on if you think of like, so, you know, our entire the entire way of how we thought about our defense and what our nation is changed after World War II. So we were always a very isolation nation for most of our, and the only reason we have a standing army is to take more land away from the Native Americans. Oh. Yeah, we didn't have, and the, the reason the British could come over in the War of 1812 and burn down DC and do all that stuff because we didn't have a standing army. We had little bowies, like boats during Thomas Jefferson's presidency. Oh. Didn't even have a, didn't have a, an army didn't yeah, have, sure. yeah, because like, so like when in the Second Amendment, when it says the right to bear arms and like raise a militia, yeah, it's okay. because we didn't have a standing army. They didn't want a standing army because they thought an army would be easy for a king to come in and take yeah, your stuff. Yeah. So in 1787, you yeah. would just raise a little militia in your city no, and defend is. your city from the Native American population. Or if someone from Canada came down, some yeah. British shit from Canada. It just, when they wrote that, just that there was no internet, there's no TVs, no phones. But anyways, what I'm saying, some, origi- some, con- yeah. some originalist constitutionalist is like this fucking motherfucker. Yeah, Who does he yeah. fucking think he is? Yeah, Shut but I mean, up. that's, uh, I mean, we <laughs> were giving just, people the facts. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> we were just obsessed with building, you know, there's a famous Obama quote that was like, well, we were never the country that went and, you know, took over other countries. We, we weren't, um, oh, God, I can't think of the word. Um, I thought you were going in a different direction. Well, he just, he said that we weren't, it's like what the British and the Europeans went and did into Africa. Yeah. And India. Yeah. And China. Uh, we America had some excursions into some... Yes, but what we did is we just did it on anything our own. about what we did to the Philippines. No, uh, yeah. Or, I mean, the Spanish, we, 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 they wanted to take Cuba from the Spanish, but uh, they decided not to because that, a whole different story. But yes, we tried. Like that was like a bloodbath or something, wasn't it? Oh, I mean, we just, we had just was didn't that have the Bay the, of the Pigs or something no, like that? No, that's, that's completely different. So Bay of the Pigs is when we tried to. Or is that uh, Kennedy? Kennedy, oh, yeah. That's not Roosevelt, I thought Roosevelt had some sort of massacre or something like that in Cuba, but maybe not. Yeah, well, Roosevelt got famous because he fought in the Spanish American War in Cuba. And he was the Rough Riders. Okay. Oh, so that was his success. Okay. I thought that that's was That's how he got to a national stage. Oh, I see. Then he became the vice president. And that's, you know, just think about it that again, 110 years ago, when his president died, Taft. Yeah. How was it, Taft? 
that's terrible. Uh, whoever his president was that yeah. he replaced, that uh, Garfield. Okay. Uh, he was like up in the mountains in like Upper New York. He had to ride <laughs> his horse down from like his cabin and took like the oath of office from from like some local wow. federal judge. Oh, no, <laughs> what a yeah, I know. There's some really like super fun like historical facts that like I would rather than teach that, that in, in school like than a, teach like bad wrong history. Super accurate <laughs> yeah. history. It would be super fascinating. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a great book I read that was called Accidental Presidents, talking about oh, all gosh. the people that became presidents because of death just, and just the just really like funny things happen with that scenario yeah uh, and, and the thing is like we, we and i go back to like the way our operating system and our minds work we're like narrative making machines and we try to pull you know cause and effect and storylines and try to pin like we have these and there's these emergent narratives that come yeah. out of it look fucking garfield yeah. just like how did garfield out did he get was it in a bathtub or where did he get shot or well, yeah garfield like, was it's so big yeah it's he got like shot fucking, uh, it's just like you know the fucking yeah. feather flew in the wrong yeah, direction uh-huh. or something like that and really like it's it, but that doesn't satisfy us we're always trying to there's meaning making pattern making all the time but like it's just when it comes down to it it's just just a fucking flip of the coin and it's fucking nuts yeah i mean there's just some fascinating stuff but yeah back to the original you know after world war ii we were just obsessed with having the spheres of influence. Yeah. And that's, we were a very isolationist nation. We didn't want to get into World War One. We didn't want to get into World War Two. But then after that, after World War Two, then it became this big, we got to spend on defense. We yeah. got to add the CIA. We got to add all these three letter, um, you know, different agencies. We have to become this much bigger monster. And was that largely funded because of our efforts in World War Two? Like were we a large weapons manufacturer? And like, and I think there was something about World War Two that kind of, pivoted America into like a global economic power. I think yeah. it was specifically because of the way we operate in World War II. Maybe not boots on the ground, but... Uh, uh, I mean, a lot of that came out of World War II was, yeah, I mean... But maybe, yeah, but isolationist maybe to a degree, but I don't know too much about it. I yeah. think I remember seeing something about how like, we were a weapons dealer or something like that. that well, we were, it, we, were, we were a weapons dealer in World War I. That's why we got into World War I. We thought if Germany won, that they wouldn't pay back the money that uh, Britain and France would owe us. Huh. So if they take over Germany and France and they, they tell us to go fuck ourselves and we don't get any of the money that we loan to British and France back. Oh, it's usually always about money when we get into wars. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. it's usually not necessarily That's freedom fine. and defense. It's usually money. <laughs> I think, and the thing is, I think I've been hearing more and more because like I've listened to a lot of interview stuff and like I'm guests that are coming on, I'm starting to hear titles like a financial historian and that's like a specific strain of like like actual college courses and like uh, you can get a master's degree and all that kind of stuff and I bet you that's like all you need. You honestly, you just follow the money and everything oh, just yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna correct myself. It was Andrew Johnson who is uh, Lincoln's <laughs> vice president. Andrew Jackson was like 30 years before that. That's my 30 own. 30 years before that? Yeah, so Johnson was Lincoln's vice president. Okay. And then Andrew Jackson was a president, but he was the first of like the non-founders line. Okay. So a lot of the original founders became President Thomas Jefferson after that. I and then Andrew the Jackson. Yeah, me, well, I should, but they all get lost yeah, in yeah, my, because yeah. they're all like very similar okay. names. But just for my own. I, I got the yeah, sense. I got the Johnson. Sense. Uh, yeah, there was some sort of like a uh, um, uh, partisan uh, pairing of like vice president president with Lincoln. I just didn't know. Andrew Jackson was the name that popped up in my head. Yeah. Andrew Johnson, I don't know anything about, but uh, all yeah, I know yeah. is, I know the trail of tears. That's about it. Just, it's got to <laughs> yeah, like, it's yeah, got to have yeah, some huh? lyricism to the name for me to remember the shit. I guess that's why. Well, yeah. The president stuff is, yeah, stuff. I was never, I was never great at naming the, naming the presidents in order, huh. but I could usually but remember. That, like Andrew Johnson, like you're, I heard pop well, he just popped in my head. Cause I was like, I knew Garfield, it was Andrew, but it's, and I know it starts with a J, but I think it's, you said Jackson and I was like, yeah, it's Jackson. But then in my head, it was Johnson. That's way off. 30 years before. Yeah. But I mean, Hey, same, same century. Yeah. But yeah, anyways, back to, yeah, after World War II, everything changed in the country. And then we became solely focused on being a world power, which we weren't obsessed with before that. So we then had to beat the Russians. And that was our new focus for literally all the way up until the wall fell. 
So from wow. after the war up until 1990 when the wall fell, you were literally just obsessed with being a superpower and beating the Russians, beating them to the moon. I mean, we took, the reason we got to the moon, we took a bunch of Nazi scientists and had them moved into yep. Alabama and had them build us rockets. Yeah. The same guys that were building yep. the stuff that was killing you know, yep. millions. Yep. Hey, come, come work for us and beat the Russians. So now there's a new bad guy. And that's when I, like if you were going to say, you know, make America great again, was that before we were hiring Nazi scientists, you like know? It's just, it's just, I think the, the, the values flow downstream from the needs. That's what yes. the thing is. We have this, I think people kind of get fucked in the head because they, they have this view that like your needs flow downstream from your values. So like when there's contradictions, you just get hung up on hypocrisy. And that's the most annoying, fu- that's the beginning of an interesting conversation. If somebody's sacrificing clearly stated values, then you're not, you're not going, you're not opening the other door. There's another door at the end of the room. Open that door. Stop just hanging out in this fucking boring ass door talking, oh, you said this, but you did Shut the fuck up. All right. God damn it. We're just, let's talk about this shit. And it's, it's, it's super, like, like you said, like the need, the, the, I would say the need is safety, control, controlling your destiny and just like, uh, like freakish paranoia of like having, if you're not. You know, like the Ricky Bobby thing, if you're not first, you're last kind oh, of yeah. thing. And if it's not that, whatever we got to do to kind of make, you know, we'll have stated values that make us feel good in the moment. But as soon as, you know, anything we need contradicts that. Well, like Nazi yeah. scientists, the yeah. fucking like, so like just the causal error, I always, the causal error is a, is a good framework for me to kind of understand things. And it's just like, go upstream and then see what, what's the need. Mm-hmm. And then we'll, we'll figure out the values after. Yeah. And it's really, you know, and that's what I'm saying. It's ever changing. Okay. Well, we don't yeah. like Nazis now. Yeah. But. Oh crap! We got to beat these Russians. We got to we got to do all the things better than yeah. the Russians. Well, who, where did the best scientists come from from the time? More, I mean, Albert Einstein was German. Huh. Oppenheimer was German. They all left. You know, they saw the boat sinking. They knew. Is when they, Oppenheimer considered like a Nazi scientist, or is he just German? Uh, no. So, so wait, Oppenheimer is, is Oppenheimer is way after. Never mind. That's like no. Oppenheimer helped is that build, 50s, 60s? Well, Oppenheimer helped. He was the father of the atomic bomb. And what was the atomic bomb? Atom, atom, dropped 40s? in nineteen forty-five. Yeah. Okay. So the Nazis. Okay. So the Nazis are a regime of the Germans. And so they called themselves the Third Reich. So, like, if you were a major scientist at that time, you were just well, just affiliated because, with the government, well, and you weren't necessarily like a yes. Nazi but I mean, just thing. Germany in itself, and you know, the repeating back Prussia and the Holy Roman Empire. That was one of the you know, great universities over there in Berlin. Yeah, it was just a hub of. It was a very open, you know, literally where where Protestant comes from. For the person that broke apart from the Catholic Church comes from Germany. So like I think I think they say that like if almost all research papers that that are breaking ground in science something like that you have to know English and at that time if you were going to read anything of breaking science news yeah. I think it was German yeah you and had so to know German I mean that's the yeah it just came out of a lot of that was kind of one of the bedrocks of the world where you learn I mean there was Oxford and Harvard and all that stuff too but Germany had great was scientists a but, of all that yeah stuff. and so yeah then it was you know we were we were building you know and then it was we're building weapons with scientists that you should have had but because of your prejudice they left mm-hmm. and so it's kind of a mm-hmm. you know self-fulfilling prophecy over there yeah but yeah then the need was okay well we have now our full attention is on the russians mm-hmm. so we got to do whatever it can to beat them and then we became obsessed with and that's why we get into korea and that's why we get into vietnam is that we need to have these big spheres of influence we need a big world power if you would have asked the nation in 1870 they were like, why, you know, what, what, some European thing? I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't want to care what Russia's doing. You know, I just want to, you know, what, what are we doing about the Native Americans, you know, down the street? I want more of their stuff. It was very local. Yeah. And it was very tariffs and gold and much more just obsessed with what yeah. we're doing. Yeah. And we didn't really get into a lot of big foreign wars. Yeah. You know, we went over and tried to take Cuba. I mean, that was, but that's right across from Florida, you know. Texas, but it wasn't a lot of the European stuff. It was more just it had some sort of strategic relevance for to America, us. Yes, yeah. But then, like you know, you never would have convinced a president or a Congress or anyone to go fight a war in Korea in 1870. 
1890. That's really interesting. That turn would be super fascinating because like at the crux of it, like I wonder, I'm, I'm actually starting to get pretty fascinated with the Romanovs and the Tsars and like the beginning of like mm-hmm. what we understand is like the modern, that transition from that to like what Russia is now and what this, what the core of the conflict is between America. Is it like, is it really just like a, a fucking, well, what do they call it? Like a... Between the Russians and the Americans? Yeah. Is that just like really like a, what do they call it? Well, we were, we were allies in World War II. So like what's, what's the crux? What, like what, what are we doing here? Like, is it really just like mutual, like is paranoia or just like a reach for power or is it? It, it was who was good in, in the post-war world where now everything's been thrown off its axis. It's it just, it's really fascinating because everything that we know about where we are in the world from defense and countries, and it's so, so new. I mean, you just go look at a globe. Go, literally, go type in when you get home and look at all the different countries that were around before World War I. Yeah. And then after World War I, we started drawing these fake lines and we started breaking countries up. And we started trying to form new nations. And then World War II did the same thing. And just everything is so new. Barely even have a hundred year history. Yeah. So if it's just what even, yeah. And so it's the, the Russian stuff literally comes right after World War II is they literally were like, who's going to be the boss in the world? Who's going to be the new world leaders? Because it's not going to be the British anymore. It's not going to be the Germans. It's going to be one of us. And is there, is it all react? Is it, I mean, I have so many questions and I, I feel like I could just pick your brain for forever on this, but like, is it all the economic philosophy, like Marxism, all that kind of stuff? And, and I know Marxism is a political philosophy and then you have like actual economic philosophy somewhere embedded in there. That's like maybe the core of it, but like, is it all reactionary to like, well, American I, think, I think it's been, it's power? also been put into a pretty bro bow where it's okay. Well, it's democracy versus communism. It's not that easy, really. It, it, it because yeah, actually, we didn't, we didn't really give, I get the sense communism is like a, it's it's it stems from it stems from an economic philosophy that is a reaction to capitalism. I don't think it actually is like a thing that exists outside of a reaction to what it is you're fighting. Like it is the like the shining light in the hill, whatever America is the thing that has its tentacles in so many things, and then the reaction to that is whatever anti-capitalist is. So it's like a ground up labor first, whatever, whatever, and then you go to whatever facilitates that politically, and that would be communism. So like I don't know. Is it, am, I, am I misreading? Well, I, I, I guess this? you have to look back. Well, why? I, I, you would have to think. Well, how did? Why did America in 250 years become? How do we become a, a tiny little sliver of a country into where we are now? What was appealing about us? Why did people come from all over the United States or from all over the uh, the world to our country? Now, some people were taken, but like, yeah. why did people flow yeah. over to us? Uh-huh. What was the appeal? Why weren't they going to Russia? Why weren't they going to yeah. Britain? Why did we have this huge flow? Uh-huh of population where we could put 360 million people in here. Mm-hmm. And so it was because we were offering something that other countries weren't originally. Mm-hmm. Now you got to go back and look at the lens in the early 1800s. <clears throat> what were we offering that other countries were? And so the original American dream that you could come here and you could be whoever you wanted, you could start over because other countries didn't offer that. It was like most countries had a caste system, even though they didn't call it that or a class system. You know what I'm saying? But you could move to America in 1830 and go live in Kentucky and start your own horse farming. No one's going to stop you. You know, you could fail, you could get shot, you could do this, but there was no king telling you, well, that's my forest. You can't hunt in there. No, it was go do whatever you want. You might not succeed, but we're the but best because of the, the best of the worst options. Yeah, well, but it was also like, I can go start something new. That was the original American dream where I don't have to be a serf in Russia and yeah. work for someone's farm. Yeah. But I'm, you know, I'm just talking about the people that were coming over. I mean, it definitely still existed up until, you know, it still does where, but I'm more, it was, if you're thinking about, well, why are people leaving these other countries to come here? Now it was famine and religious stuff, but it was just because we offered something different of the time. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily and, better, but yeah. it was different. And story and really, really good storytelling. 
I, yeah. I remember asking my mom about like, you know, what was it like? Did you ever see any? Was it, was it TV? She said it was all TV. Yeah. It was all TV and postcards and seeing these amazingly beautiful. And then she comes to Kansas City. She's like, what's this? Everyone want to go to California. But, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. But, uh, but like, but link that, link that the quote unquote, like American dream. Yeah. To, to what, what is that? How does that inform how you see this kind of like the crux of this Russia America okay. thing? So I think we, we were allies in World War II. Uh-huh. Right. I mean, we were on the same side. We, yeah. we liberated concentration camps together. Uh-huh. But then it literally came from, okay, who's going to be the boss? Well, I want to be the boss. Well, I want to be the boss. Okay, who's going to control the world affairs after this? Because we can't leave it up to these guys. Look at these two, two, two wars and, you know, 30 years. These guys can't control. Mm, we European, have to. We part. have to. I mean, yeah, they literally yeah. cut Berlin in half. They cut yeah. Germany in half. East yeah. and West Germany. Yeah. That's what, yeah. I mean, we have to step in and then we're literally drawing a line and we're going to say, well, but I want this. Well, I want that. No, oh, you want no this. So well, like, I want that. So, like, that's really interesting. If I really dug into the split of Germany and really dug into the history of that, I could, get, I could learn almost everything I wanted to learn about what's going on with American. Well, but, yeah, it literally just became who was going to be the big dog. And then they said, okay, well, uh, it's like little kids, so I'm going to draw a line, and you can't cross my line. This is my bedroom. And then it became, well, who's on our side? Okay, well, they're on our side. They're on our side. Well, we need to get more people on our side. Well, if they're going to go down to China, well, then they already have China. They're communists now. Well, but they can't go to Vietnam. If they go to Vietnam, they'll get all these other countries. Well, we got to go over there and stop them. Well, if they go to Korea, we're going to get all these other countries. So it was this domino effect. Yeah, Henry Kissinger wars. was the person that came up with the idea that if you keep letting communism spread, but it really wasn't communism. It was the Russian sphere of influence. Yeah. So then the Russians are telling these countries what to do. Well, we can't have this country fall red, fall under the Iron Curtain. We need to protect our stuff. Yeah. And then it became all propaganda. And it's like, it's it's so fucked because it not only in like the spheres of influence, like you're saying, and like just power in general, but it also like has a second uh, stream of just like, I don't know what you want to call it, but benefit of of reinforcing the, you know, capitalism. Yeah. Whatever the economics, the structure of what it is in the country, like yes. the elites are able to protect their own trade routes, resources, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. But yeah, and I, yeah. try to reinforce yeah, the power. And they always, like it's just, fuck, that shit fucks me sometimes where the incentives actually go in the wrong direction. But you know, like Animal Farm, when we had to read in middle school? I, I don't remember. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's pretty much trying to tell you why communism is bad. You know, these uh-huh. animals take over a farm, yeah. but then all the pigs end up with all the power. And they're going to promise this. It's a very famous book. Yeah. But it was written backing with the CIA in the 50s. It's all propaganda. So then to say, okay, well, uh, capitalism is the best and communism is the worst. I bet you everybody listening to this heard that for the first time. Well, I, I, I did not know that. I wish like, we had a fact checker because I'm going to get no, a lot of no, stuff like it's slightly all, it's wrong. All, it's all but, good, but like, it'd be yeah. really interesting to see whether or yeah. not that like. But it's all after that. Then, then the propaganda machine goes into full yeah. where we not only do we have to convince, because how do we convince people to go over there and die over there? Well, the Russians are going to do all this bad stuff. Yeah. I mean, I bet if you went to Moscow in 1970 and talked to people like, I mean, outside of, I mean, the, we have the CIA, they have the KGB. I mean, we were yeah. mere images of each other, yeah. but just, nah, but I mean, you know, it, there, there, it was, it was an easy villain to create. Oh, like as far as like, if you're a Christian nation, you're looking at like, uh, they're, was, was communism? Oh, they're, they're Eastern, Eastern Orthodox, oh, okay. the other side of the coin. Were, I thought they were atheists. I thought, I thought no, they were more no. like a uh, absence of uh, absence of religion over there, but that's, I guess that's a monster that they kind of painted or something like that. Well, maybe. I mean, but I mean, the biggest religion in Russia is Eastern Orthodox okay. and the biggest religion in us is, is yeah. we're, we're, we're white Anglo-Saxon Protestants, but mm-hmm. the biggest is still, um, the Protestants, yeah. but they're also Christian. Yeah. They're Eastern Orthodox. Like yeah. they celebrate Christmas on January 5th. We celebrate on the 25th. But yeah, I guess to wrap it all back together is it's what's happening now is Putin's reaction to losing the Cold War. Yeah. And it's it's at some point, it's so weird how like there, there's no valid reason, but all it takes is like a couple of decades of of 
you know, proxy wars and all this kind of stuff for legitimate grievances to pile up. And all of a sudden 100%. it becomes a, you, it becomes a real conflict at that point. Mm-hmm. Like it's, you can't, you can't kind of no fact checking, no, like, look at this, look at what happened. Like we were liberating concentration camps, yeah. like you said, and now none of that is going to do anything well, to somebody only, who lost their brother, like trying to whatever, whatever. Well, I mean, like but it's, it's all just their, yeah. I mean, the Russians are just trying to take back stuff that they lost in the cold war, just yeah. like the Germans in world war two, were trying to stuff, take back stuff they lost in world war one. They're just trying to rebuild empires. That's what they're, most people are obsessed about with Europe. But how do how do some of these Asian countries avoid all of that malice and still find a way to kind of find prosperity? Like Japan. Mm, I, mean, like I think East you Japan's, just don't hear about it Vietnam's. because they're... Like, it's like, they call that, I think they call that, there's a word for it, the something miracle or something like that. But like, it's like, there's, I'm always amazed at how like some of these countries are able to kind of like get themselves immediately up to modernity without and still find a way to kind of like shake hands with people who drop bombs with drop 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 bombs like yeah. decades ago and like be well, really, be yeah. really shrewd about a lot of this stuff like it's yeah. just like it's there's well think about how much germany's accepted you know accepted back into the world now it's like only it's been just, there's something there. 70 years so like maybe there's some hope but like it's it's uh, uh stuff will change it all takes us time yeah. you know we could be best friends with russia in 40 years because we might have some shared interests our shared goal or something will happen where we want to team up again it's just, it you know well what's the what's the uh, history doesn't repeat it rhymes yeah you know so it'll be interesting to where it takes but I mean the the Russian thing is really we're just repeating the eighties just like Stranger Things is popular now we're going back to the Cold War uh, you know it's it's, it's a little bit of nostalgia I think with some of it but Man, uh, you. yeah for sure but um yeah I, I got a lot to learn for sure like even this conversation I can kind of see where a lot of the gaps are my and I probably butchered are. a lot of my history because nah, nah. I don't have any notes or anything but I, I hope, hopefully I get it close if enough anybody coming here for a fucking history class you fucking <laughs> fucking beginning so I don't want to hear it but uh but yeah no super fucking fascinating um I guess uh more than anything we can kind of I kind of want to maybe get back a little bit into sure. like some of the stuff we were saying earlier but like what are you watching now that you're just like fucking that I'm really obsessed with the boys that you Man, you not getting into I the cannot boys? stop hearing about that stuff. I haven't checked it out. I haven't given it a shot. You have to like a little bit of Seth Rogen's humor because he's an executive producer and a writer, but it's also... Um, uh, Let, let's stay on the way. Okay. Seth Rogen, I don't think I see Seth Rogen's influence in the show. I really don't. I think, I look at that show and I think of people who are just sick and tired of Marvel movies and just like, fuck, like we're going to... Like I, I, for some, I, enjoy, I enjoy Marvel movies. So I don't think I understand. I like the cynical take on like kind of like superhero culture. And they're just like, we're just going to take it in a direction like super, like, you know, if these are, if these, if superheroes are being superheroes and they're villains, what are we calling them superheroes for? These are just villains walking, running around. Like, I don't yeah. want to see that shit. Well, I but, like but, 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 but then, then it's, but then you actually do have the good guys. Okay. So it's more the good guys versus the bad guys. It's just the take that. Yeah. I think the concept's cool is if the Justice League was real and they were starring in their own movies yeah. and they had all this power, like, I think it is really naive to think that Superman would always do the right thing all the time, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and that they everyone that had all this power, because I really do think that absolute power corrupts absolutely. True. But, so, these, but that's not the to me, that's not the role of what a superhero stories are aspirational. They're not a mirror on human nature. That's just not what they're supposed to be. So, like, it's just taking something that I kind of think we need more of. And just thinking like, no, we don't need that. We need because like there was a moment when I was watching one of those um, uh, Marvel movies recently where I kind of like rolled my eyes. I was like, oh my god, what are we, are we doing here? But I thought to my, I thought in my head at the same time, I was like, maybe these aren't for me anymore. Maybe we're trying to teach kids what the world could be. And who cares about what fucking old ass Tay fucking thinks? Like, yeah. I'm rolling my eyes. That's not what I'm, that's not what superheroes are for. It's it's supposed to show you what is possible and like you know, like give you that feeling that I got when I watched Goku beating like fucking villains ass. Okay, okay. Like that. So like I'm wondering about that. And there's something about the boys that just feels like. You were taking something and making it into something that I don't think the world needs in the moment. But I got to check it out. I haven't given so it a shot. You've never seen it? I've not seen it. No, I think you would like I'm it. I'm just worried that like, I'm going to check. I'll give it a fucking shot. <laughs> Everybody's fucking talking about this. Is it, is it good? Is it it's, good? It's really good. But it's, I, think, I think you'd like it. it. And it, 
I'm trying to think. I just don't want to ruin anything for you or try to, try to give you anything more. I think you just got to give it a shot. If you don't like it after the first few episodes, then of course, just like anything, you can walk away from it. And you're not, you don't owe those people anything yeah. to watch their shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love Seth, but like, I like yeah. something about it. But I'll, I'll check it out. I it's guess. so crazy though, Seth Rogen, how he's gone from what we knew when we were kids to what he is now. It's just, I mean, just being able to keep reinventing yourself. Yeah. And I, you know, dumped Franco and like <laughs> dumped the dead weight. Now he's making the boys and he's making all this other stuff that like. He had a drama. He had a, I don't know what you want to call it. Some sort of show with, um, I forgot what the fucking, it was some reverend that was like a graphic yeah, novel uh-huh, yeah, with, uh-huh. with Ruth and Aga. And like, I remember watching that shit and I was like, this is fuck. I fucked with it. I, I, so I think the, it just fell off or something. Yeah, well like. that's what, after he made that, he moved to the boys. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. so you can kind of see him. And there's a lot of that. I, I a lot, a lot of that in the boys. If uh, you like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So for uh-huh. sure. It's, it's kind of, I don't know what you want to call it. Like it's like, uh, dra- fantasy drama yeah like it's like it's like super dramatic strains of like I don't know fantasy I don't know if the word so is so I remember when we talked after you weren't a huge fan of Doctor Strange you were hoping for Thor to be really good have you seen Thor yet? I've not seen Thor mm. yet I've been hearing interesting I've been hearing that I could just wait on that movie I, I, I had my fucking clothes on Sunday and I was like I'm gonna go fucking watch this and then I saw laundry and I was like I'm just gonna fucking do laundry I don't know so like I, I'll, I'll check it out I whenever. would outside of Christian Bale it, you you can just wait till it comes on Disney Plus oh wow uh-huh. that's a because I'm a big Taika fan yeah there. I mean he was he was the, the directing and everything was fine it just felt on a much I think that's what we've got spoiled with Marvel is that we mm. want everything to be grandiose we want all these super team ups we mm. want these big bad guys so when you do stuff when you reduce it down to just a story about this one superhero yeah, yeah. and this one bad guy yeah. and it's and it's not three hours long and it's an hour and 52 minutes mm-hmm. and you're not really adding anything new you're just kind of continuing his storyline mm-hmm. then you're just left with oh like okay well I guess I mean it's fine but like where's the next you know so I mean it was it was a fine movie Christian Bale is a villain is awesome and okay. like but I think the Ragnarok was cool because that's a new Thor it really was a brand new character yeah this is well. You, now you've seen this character eight times, and it, so it's it, not as new. I wonder if I wonder if there's not um, a big there's not a big why. Thanos and the rings were it was a big why. It felt like progress was being made. Maybe mm-hmm. so. Like I yeah. wonder. I wonder if that, that intro, out. I wonder if that introduction of like the the saga big why would change that if they end up start pushing the I don't know just, what they call they just it King the Conqueror Invisible Wars or something. Oh yeah, they, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I what Secret invasion. Secret invasion. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that that plot all of a sudden makes it feel like I don't know. They're, they're, going, to, they're branching off in so many different directions. It's I can't make head or that tails of what they're going to do. It too. So like, and it's it's, 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 so it's all much. yeah, it's all good. It's all fine. I, I was I watched all the Marvel shows when they came out on Wednesdays. Wow. Oh, I mean, it's only forty five minutes of your day. You turn it on before you go to bed. I mean, but there's only one on each week. You're not dropping eight of them at the same time. You know, and then if you don't watch it on any of them, you haven't seen Moon Knight. I haven't seen Moon. I haven't seen Hawkeye. You haven't seen Loki? I haven't seen all of Loki. Oh wow! I haven't seen all of Loki. I'm out, man. I'm tapped out. Like it's 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 fucked. I mean, I guess if you don't watch it live and you're just not kind of keeping up with it, it could seem insurmountable. It's yeah. And like it's it's. I think it, what happened was the early parts of Wandavision was so interesting, so well done. But then it started getting into superhero stuff, and I, I just like I, I don't know if it's either age or maybe like you know, it's kind of like chasing the dragon. Like, you know, after Infinity War, like, what the fuck? Like, I'm not going to watch two superheroes. The fuck? Yeah, there was like 50 yes, on yes, yes, yes. So like, I wonder yeah. if that's like, I wonder if that's like, I'm just like a jaded fucking... Uh, well, I think it is. You, you've given someone... Jesus Christ. This is, this is what I want to watch. Everything. And then it's, well, you're going to go down to back where I got to watch one superhero, fight one bad guy, and you go, well... You know, yeah, I agree. Well, I hopefully they build it up. And I mean, everyone's still going to watch it. Thor, I mean, Doctor Strange made a billion dollars. Thor's yeah. on its way to make... I mean, people are still interested, but I do think they need a new big bad. They need some direction. But like we haven't seen Nick Fury on camera uh-huh. in years, and he was kind of the guiding focus in those earlier ones. And like, I wonder if Kevin Feige, like, you know, all of a sudden he's got priorities that are like doing, doing, doing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like he, I think he's involved in theme parks now. I think he's actually the Star Wars. Star, yeah. So like, he's, you know, 
his did you watch uh, underrated. Did you watch Obi-Wan? My brother told me to watch it, but I'm hearing from a roommate of mine back in college and I think maybe even Dino that there's some reasons to be concerned about it. Should I check it out? I liked it. I mean, okay. I mean, just just from the fact of getting to see, in my opinion. Oh, I don't have Disney Plus. I think I tried to watch it, and I don't have Disney Plus. Oh, well, so that's the that's the thing. I'm gonna have yeah. to figure out a way to try to watch it, but I, I will try to find a way to watch yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, just seeing Darth Vader in full Darth Vader power. I mean, yeah. you only got to see him briefly in Rogue One, and then back in the movies in the '70s. Or, and this is probably one of my hottest takes. To watch yeah. the Star Wars made in the '70s and '80s yeah. Yeah. is hard. Yeah. The CGI. There is yeah. no CGI. I mean, there is. There's early CGI. Yeah. But it's just pacing. It's, it's yes, everything. Yes, it's everything. It's everything. everything. And like, they're still fine, but and they were great for their time. Yeah. But now you're watching it and you're going, God, this is kind of like. I was yeah. I was a late entrance into Star Wars. My favorite Star Wars is Force Awakens. Like, I know that's like hard for people to hear and everything like that. And, and like, a, honestly, it bothers me how much our takes on things are really just like me showing my credibility. Like, it's like a badge type thing. Like, it's just fucking, like, I, I fucking hate that shit so much. Like, like, honestly, like, if we had all the movies lined up, you watched them all for the first time, you'd be like, Force Awakens might be the best one of all those fucking movies. It's just, it's just so fucking good. It doesn't do anything new, but it's so good. I remember I watched it. Branson has an IMAX. That's actually a unique theater. If you ever get a chance to watch a big movie, uh, it's got one of the last film projector IMAX theaters mm-hmm. and it's like the proximity of the seats to the fucking screen is actually really kind of weird it's like super intimate and I remember I watched it for the second time there and one of the moments in that movie was like I'll never forget it it just felt so fucking special like one of the guys came out in the beginning of the movie was talk to us on the mic hey what's going on everybody and everybody's like hey and then he like fucking said some things before the movie and it was just like a dope experience and my favorite Star Wars, I just wanted to say that, but like, yeah, I'm glad to hear a big Star Wars fan tell me, like, I'm not crazy. Like, the no, it tells you, like, I'm not going to disrespect them, but like, come on, what are we doing here? I mean, it's just, it's stuff made in the, you know, and some stuff, some stuff just doesn't hold up as well. And I'm not saying they're bad. Like, my favorite one, I could probably watch A New Hope again, like, because okay. they're not doing, they're not, uh, there's not a whole lot in there that requires a lot of special effects. Yeah. You know, and the special effects they do aren't super complicated. Mm-hmm. And I think that one holds up better than the other two. Okay. Um, oh, so you're specifically talking about, like, the quality of filmmaking. Like, that's what yes, you're talking about. Yeah. 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 I mean, just rewatching it. Yeah. And and then I, I have an uh, affinity for the prequels because I grew up with them. And they're not great filmmaking at all either. <laughs> Way over stuff. But you watch them as a kid, and then you rewatch them, and you go, I remember how I felt when I watched them. Man. Not necessarily that they're great, but, <laughs> like, they're making a comeback, man, because all of our generation, I watched it as a kid. Now, yeah. like... Is rewatching it and yeah. ironically, or I think, but it's their Star Wars. Star Wars is, I, I think, Star Wars is less based on how good the films are and more based when you watch when you watch them, them as a kid. Oh, they're shit. your Star Wars. Everyone that watched the original Star Wars hates the prequels, uh, and I think a lot of people that watch the prequels as yeah. kids don't have as fond memory because the first time I watched the the Star Wars. The original trilogy was a 1997 remastered, terrible added CGI into it. And my cousin was like, yeah, they're making like a new one in like two years. And I was like, sick. Like, this is fine. It was in the 90s. Uh And like, so it doesn't, it's not that. When did the prequels come out? 1999. Okay. So you watched them in the lead up to the. I watched, yeah. So they remastered, they added new scenes and like put some weird, like. You've, it was you, the beginning of like, computers being yes. involved. Yes, so I, it came out. My cousin got it on VHS for like Christmas. The new digitally remastered Star Wars. You yeah. know, it was the, I don't know, the maybe it was the twenty year anniversary. I think seventy seven was a New Hope, so it was a yeah, twenty year anniversary. Right. Yeah, uh, with oh, twenty year anniversary added scenes, yeah. this and that. So then I watched that at seven years old. It's just unhinged, George Lucas. We yes. found out it's just not a good thing, and it's uh-huh. so interesting how much like restraint or constraint actually is like the thing that creativity needs like it's like people like telling like mm-hmm. like no matter how brutal the fucking production was for maybe the original trilogy like it actually benefited the movie and like 
even George Lucas like lost the plot. Like, and I'm not gonna act like I'm the biggest Star Wars nerd and all that kind of stuff. But the, the idea that like you can turn science fantasy into science fiction, and we care about the science of the Force, like it's just, like he was really fixated on that, and he kind of like changed the genre of the movies because it's like we don't need an explanation yeah. of that kind of stuff. But like he was really fixated on the science opera. about that. And there's a difference between fantasy and fiction. Like science fiction is very interested in the why and all that kind of stuff. Like that's yeah. what's fascinating. It's extrapolating technology, like our idea of biology and all that kind of stuff. But like. We, we want magic like it is magic it's space magic what are we doing here so like oh, it's kind of it's yeah. really interesting how like even the creator of a thing can kind of have a disconnect with the audience not right, right or wrong yeah. but like i will say lose lost the plot but like it's really interesting i don't know but well, you just get a lot of jedi you know with lightsabers and like that's i think you're that's when you're nine hand. you don't care really much about that you just want to see the Padre scene and you want to see samuel L. jackson his purple lightsaber and so then but then i think when you rewatch it you watch it with the lens of when you watched yeah. it and you're like remember this scene i remember uh-huh. and you're not really all oh, the younglings like you're remembering parts of it and you're not looking at it as a whole mm, yeah you know what i'm I, saying I remember, yeah I, I think i think i don't know which prequel i saw it was my first star wars but I, I, all I remember was zoom. Yeah, memory Everything in between, I'm like, I don't understand the so politics, then, the sense. Yes, yeah, none no, of this shit stuff. makes fucking sense. But just show me more lightsabers. It's a yeah. zoom, and then yeah. I'm in. So like, I, that is exactly how I. But then I think then you're going into. The, but then now we're older. What when when the force we were 25 when the first Force Awakens came out. Yeah, that yeah. sounds right. Yeah. Yes, and I remember. Okay, well they just remade a new, a new Hope, but with like cool, cool, like that's something. But then when Ryan Johnson does his new thing, well, he doesn't even make a Star Wars movie. He makes his own movie. And then the third one was, okay, all these nerds are really upset, so just give them like all the fanfare you possibly can in one movie. And then and you then what's gonna happen? To talk me out of it. I was <laughs> the last Jedi, I was like, wait, but this, but this, but this. And you guys were like, just give him time. He's in the prequel denial. He's like yeah. in the prequel uh, denial face. I, I mean, was like, no, you guys don't sick. understand. God. But then but then it's just because you've let and you didn't have a you just didn't have a uh it was literally like they didn't map it out. Like, okay, we got three movies, this is where we want to start, this is where we want to end. I'm not sure. You're it, it giving should, them too much credit already. But why, why, this why is where we want to end. end. I don't know if there's. This is where we want to end. It wasn't. Oh, clearly. I, yeah, no, yeah, I don't I mean, even they, think that that's yeah, even. Maybe in, you're, like you're, you're, you were saying maybe the in between wasn't mapped out. I don't even think the ending was mapped but out. How do you not? That's I mean, you sign, you're signing all those guys to three picture deals. You're not signing them to one movie. Yeah, I've read the opening parts of uh, Trevor's script for what should have been the Last Jedi, and I, I think. Oh no, no. I think it should have been the last, is it the last Skywalker? The, whatever the third movie in the trilogy was. Trevor yeah, should have, Trevor should have done it and his script got released or something like that. And I remember reading it. I was like, this, actually, the guy that did, this uh, is actually pretty interesting. The Jurassic, Jurassic World stuff. World yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. But yeah. he ended up getting booted off of there. But like the, the, the crime of the last Jedi is something that I just can't get over. I can't even really open that door because I'll just start getting belligerent. Like, <laughs> it's, a, it's just so, it's just so like, I'm really, like I'm really trying to do some work and it's going to take a long time. I already know, but I know that I can master almost anything if I just put it in time. Like the, the why, like really getting into genre and like what it like, just understanding that and like why a story works better for like, you know, cause the Jordan Peele, he's, he understood something genius. The black experience in America really fits for horror. Like it just makes yeah. sense for horror. Like just understanding mm-hmm. that basic, basic point yeah. all of a sudden opens up so many possibilities. So like, I'm really like his why, like he just didn't understand what people come to Star Wars for. We don't come from, we don't come for new story mechanics, like yeah. a slow chase scene in space. Like, great. You did something new, but that is, there's no drama. Characters are introduced for no reason. We don't have any reason why they, they were even introduced. Now it's just a big why. Yeah, like I really want to know what the what was fuck the point is going on. Like it's know, just a big yeah. why. So like, and he just, you know, we're not here for you, man. We're <laughs> no. not here for you. Make Star Wars. We're not here and for And I just you. love the people that are like huge, God. like Last Jedi stands that were like, he did something new. I was like, yeah, but why are you reinventing the wheel, <laughs> man? It's lightsabers here? and it's races and like it's Jedi. I don't know. But the Mandalorian saved my 
I never wavered, but I was like, okay, I don't really need another Star Wars movie for a while. But then they came out with The Mandalorian, and I was like, there was something now there. it's spinning in my head is what they can do next. There was something there. There yeah. was a little bit of, a, of magic there, I would yeah. say. Like, I remember thinking it was it was actually pretty interesting for sure. And have you not finished The Mandalorian? I did. I actually... Did you watch the... I'm terrible with this stuff. I'm not going to lie. I think I didn't even see season one. I just watched the recap that you did at the beginning no of season way. two. And then I just watched season two. And you probably, so didn't watch, you probably didn't watch Boba Fett, so you don't even know what no, happens with actually, Amanda. Actually, I think I remember thinking that that was not going to be good so i never even checked that out so boba i mean it didn't even strike me as something that yeah good. but mandalorian the the half of boba fett yeah. is just the mandalorian i might need it they sneak in a whole three episodes with the mandalorian i might okay i might need to dabble because like the end the politics at the end of the mandalorian were fascinating you want to talk about a villain like what he did to play off those two against each other yeah yeah genius now to tie genius. that back in the best tv show i'm watching right now and might go down as one of the best tv series of all time and for sure oh, no shit. the best spinoff of a tv no show shit. of all time is better call saul oh wow there's so much there though like is it because i just think spinoff and i'm just like it's almost like when I hear that a video game is being adapted, I'm like, I'm not even, I'd rather be the last person to find out this is good than be the first person to find out this is terrible. Mm-hmm. But like Better Call Saul has been on, going on for a while. So like it's, wow, that's it. It's, so it's on the it's, Mount Rushmore. It's better you. than Breaking Bad. Oh my God. It is. It's oh. better than Breaking Bad because oh the, the highs in Breaking Bad are higher. Yeah. But the lows oh. are lower. So it's a more consistent, episodic. Oh, shit. Yes. Breaking Bad starts off a little faster. Yeah. Saul, you have to get into it. But then they add all the That's characters. Hard. That's hard. Yes, it is. The first season people struggle with because yeah. they want these characters to be where they already are in Breaking yeah. Bad. But we're not telling that story. We're telling the story of how they got there. Yeah. So you just have to buy into the premise yeah. that like it's going to take a few episodes. Yeah. But when did you watch Breaking Bad? That is to oh I was yeah yeah. Bad. So you see how Mike become Mike. You see how Gus. You see all these side characters. Yeah. So it just becomes break. What what happened? To all of the, or how did all of the characters that you meet through Walt and Jesse yeah. that come into their lives, how did they get to that point right up until they meet Walt and Jesse? And it's, I bet you it is pretty fucking exciting when the paths intersect and all of a sudden. Oh, it's just my, like, I mean, it's just some crazy, like, and, and Bob Odenkirk is wonderful. Yeah. Uh, Rhea Schreinhorn, who plays a, another character in there, ends yeah. up being a very important character, is amazing, nominated for Emmys. Just recently, yeah. Yes. Like first Emmy. Yes. yes. And then uh, I can never pronounce his name, but the bad guy in The Mandalorian, who's the bad guy in Breaking Bad and the bad guy in. Uh, Oh, no shit. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's uh, the owner plays of the Gus, chicken yes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. He, he comes into Better Call. Like, literally, it just, it just becomes yeah, Breaking yeah. Bad, but without whiny. <sighs> Jesse, I think they ruined that character. Oh, but, no shit. I don't yeah. remember thinking, oh, wow. He, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I just didn't ever make any sense to me. I know why they had to do it, but it just seemed so... I don't know. I don't think His, I was thinking too critically about character at that time. Like it never struck well, me when that you he was like doing it. anything to. Okay. Yeah, yeah. When you rewatch it, which I've rewatched all of my, I went back during COVID and I took all of the shows that I thought were my favorite shows of all time yeah. and rewatched them all. Yeah. And um, The Wire probably holds up. Honestly, this is my another. Oh take. no! Don't do this. The Wire. Don't do this. The Wire is really good. <laughs> okay. But it is some of the slowest TV I've ever watched. I'm sure it is. And compare it to the. And not that it's necessarily better, but like Justified, Sons of Anarchy, a lot of that stuff that came after that. It's just, I don't know, The Wire, I literally watched the first season and had no interest in the second season. Yeah. Watched the second season, had really no interest in the third, but I had to power through. And then it was fine. It was all good TV. But I just think when you hold it up into the pathlon of good TV, like I just, I couldn't, The Wire, I I watched it all. It just didn't make my list of the top Uh, five. So what is, okay, so what is your Mount Rushmore of serial... Uh, modern dramas it or, doesn't even have to be dramas yeah anything, anything yeah, okay. yeah dramas I guess is the broad term but yeah well yeah so episodic, episodic yeah dramas. I'm just thinking of 
uh, what they would be nominated in the Emmys to make it an easy okay. category because okay. there's dramas and comedies. attention and all that kind of stuff. Like, oh, so you're making that distinction. I, okay, yeah, dramas, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to involve any mockumentaries or anything yes, like yeah, that. Yeah. So yeah, I've dramas. watched all of the like the dramas that are nominated this year and all the comedies. I try to... I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, I... Are we talking about episodic stuff? Like you're watching all the episodes? Yeah, there's times I'll watch Why? seven hours of TV in one day. What are we doing here? What's? Oh, wait, does your job allow for that? Or I mean, yeah, but if I come... Well, no, I don't watch it at work. I come home and watch it. That's... Or watch on the weekends. I oh, wake up, if I wake up and I work out and I go play golf, there's yeah. still 10 hours of the day left. Yeah. And then if I'm not a big drinker or partier, yeah. you could literally, you said, okay, you can watch some really good TV for three or four <laughs> hours, or you can go spend $300 at Westport doing the same thing you did yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah. You're going to talk me into watching some good TV. <laughs> and that's just my thing. You know, I guess. <laughs> somebody's name popped up in your head. No. Somebody's face popped up in your yeah. head. But go, uh, ahead, go ahead. It just, it just for me is where I did all that stuff. And there's just such good TV, man. And then, yeah. And then I'll like, I would go come home from work. I get off work at four. Yeah. And I'll watch, you know, two or three hours oh, of TV, man. go work out, and then there's still, you know. I just can't find the fucking time. Like, I just, like, because I'm really trying to be better about reading. I just, I just have it in my head that there's no way, like, the, that I'm going to ever be able to do anything interesting with video or film or anything like that if I don't read. So, like, it's just really hard to get into but I feel, anything. But I feel like, for you, it would be better to watch. Because they always say <laughs> the best writers are the people that read mm -hmm. because they learn techniques and yeah. stuff from reading books of how other people do it. Yeah. Wouldn't you think you watching more TV and movies would help you it's, find stuff that... It's actually really interesting. I, I think I think what I need to do is lower my standards. I think watching bad stuff I can learn a lot from, but if it's good, I'm actually not dissecting it really. Like if it's engrossing, it's turning. I actually enjoy things that are turning off that part of my mind. So really? like that's the shit that I'm watching. Like, is it turning that part off? Like, because if I'm if I'm oh, you're trying to distract if the, yourself. If the if the set is extended and I can see and I'm thinking about decisions, they fucked up in some way in my eyes. It's all subjective. It's not objective. But like, I need to open up my mind to like, all right, let's watch these DC movies. Let's let's figure out what I would have done differently and all that kind of stuff. Oh. And it's just and I just don't have the fucking patience to sit down and watch terrible fucking uh, terrible content. But like, I'm really into shit that's like, I'm, if, if it's stuck in my head, I'll maybe rewatch it. But like, cause you can really. Like, I mean, I just stayed up and watched the like Stranger Things. I just binged it all. I yeah. watched five hours table two in the morning. It's just, it, I, I watched like the first season or two and it just never. Oh, you couldn't get I into just Stranger Things? I just not care about the characters. I just Man, don't the first season is. I think I'm a worse The first person. season is the Goonies. They just said, let's yeah. take the Goonies and let's take Jaws and let's take a lot of the stuff that people liked in the 80s and let's mesh it all together and throw it at the wall and see if people like it. But that nostalgia doesn't, it it, it requires so much, not like, like we were talking about the Tarantino movie, okay. like Tarantino like, uh, necessitates you to like have a lot of this history and understanding of Hollywood for any of it to land. And I'm like, none of this stuff is a payoff to me because I don't know any of these people. I don't know what's supposed to happen. I don't know what you yeah, I guess if you, It's not revisionist yeah. history. So like Stranger Things is not a payoff for me because I don't fucking, like, Goonies, I don't even think I've ever seen Goonies. You've never seen the Goonies? I've never seen the Goonies. So like it's Man, not even, like, yeah. I literally like, and that's maybe just different. Like I grew up and my dad was literally like, okay, this week we're going to watch a movie from See, like the 70s and 80s. I didn't have And that then it was, you know, so I mean, yeah, Jaws, yeah. the Goonies. Yeah. I mean, but I think it comes from a little bit too of my kids are sitting through the Infinity Wars. Like I <laughs> yeah. mean, it doesn't matter. Like I don't care if you guys are, we're sitting through the Infinity Wars. Okay, so Pantheon of best TV of the modern era. Yes. Um, so from you know, and Mount Rushmore's four, no ranking before. Okay. Um, man, I wish I could. I, I can't push Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad into one mega show. Which I don't think I should be able to, but but you've already made pick. your decision, so like it's going to be better call Saul. Yeah, like and if you want to put it in, the, if you yeah. want to put both of them, then uh, then you know you have two left. Okay, <laughs> um, I'm going to go Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul. Oh wow, that's crazy. Um, yeah, because I is think it, there are. Is it Gilligan on both of them? Yes. No shit. Mm -hmm. That's a good reason for me to watch. Yeah, it's it. just it's just a prequel to Breaking Bad. You're literally just watching the characters eight years prior, and then you're building up, and time passes, and you're just getting. He's dedicated. 
what uh, probably 40 percent of his life oh but that's so just the biggest yeah yeah that's unbelievable like he i didn't know he was involved in better call Saul, yeah and it makes sense well and he probably like, got better he probably took the lessons yeah. he took from and here's here's just the little teaser his name isn't saul goodman that's not his real name that's a persona he creates his uh-huh. real name is and he tells you in breaking bad yeah. his real name is jimmy mcgill so how does Jimmy McGill become Better Call Saul that you see in Breaking Bad? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and that's just the yeah. it's just a fascinating premise. If yeah. you would, and it's literally comes from one line hook. in Breaking Bad. That's a good hook. You know, he says, "Oh my, you know, my name's McGill." Yeah, because of whatever Walt says his fake name is. Yeah, okay. Saul, Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones. Even though it had Oof. a bad ending, you still can't take away that the earlier seasons were the best TV that was on forever and ever, and was the biggest show in the whole world, and did stuff that never had happened before. It. I, I, when I rewatched it with no expectations and no wild theories of how I would have done it, better. Not not great, but better. Interesting. Yeah, go in with not thinking, oh, I figured it out. I know what this theory is going to, I know what's going to happen with this character and just watch it. But you know, you you can just, the dead ends would bother me. Like, it's like, this is something that I remember thinking like, oh my God, what the fuck is this? And it's just, there's never an answer. There's yeah, I, but I think if you're just off. watching it and you're, just watching yeah. to watch and yeah. to appreciate it. It's it was, still it was the best that I, like yeah I remember yes. it was the pinnacle of yeah. anything I've ever seen before up until that last season. And then easily um, like it's just unbelievable. Yeah, and I need to I honestly need to go back through that stuff and like really because because now I'm starting to get more of a framework to where I can kind of actually like pull some value from some of that stuff and like um, yeah it's 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 incredible. And the the little side note and I never waste an opportunity to talk about this. Okay, <laughs> but the two guys who are responsible for that uh, what are their names? Benioff uh, and Weiss. Yeah, yeah, Benioff and Weiss. They uh, were part of a group that acquired the biggest IP out of China ever. Okay. Uh, three book, three books out of there that uh, I checked out because I thought it was on Obama's list of books yeah. out of uh-huh. or something like that. Yeah. The three Body Problem series. Okay. You know they haven't worked since then, right? This is because they're developing this. This hmm. is going to be, uh, what do they call it? Um, flagship content for Netflix. When it comes out, it is going to be... I don't know what you want to call it. What's like a water cooler, whatever the thing is. It's going to yeah. be the thing when it comes. Just get good. ready. Get ready for the three body problem. If you ever want to dig into the books or anything, but like they, I trust them because what they did with the, but this is something where the books are completed in the narrative. This is already done. They're okay. not waiting on a book or anything like that. So they know where it's ending. And I'm talking like the acquiring of these rights was so like such a weird political, there should be a documentary on just trying to get the rights to the, to the, to the books. Cause there's, there was an assassination attempt that was actually successful on one of the people who was a part of the group that actually sold the rights to the to those guys. The, the fucking he got assassinated. <laughs> like the biggest IP out of China ever. I've never even heard of it. Three Body Problem series. Yeah, yeah from season. The one. only thing I and heard. The, book, the books are incredible. Okay, incredible. what what genre? Incredible. Science fiction. Science fiction. Okay. Incredible. I'm telling you. Are we talking incredible. like Dune? Dune science fiction. I haven't finished Dune, okay. so I, I, I can't say whether. Mm. But Dune is incredible. Dune is yeah. incredible. I'm talking about the books. Not I've finished the movie, but like I'm Dune is really fucking good. So that's actually really interesting. Once I finish that, but I'm telling you, like. It wow. was on. It was on. It was on Obama's list of books for okay. that year. Like it's. It is, and I just can't wait till. And Netflix is throwing everything at it. Like it is. It is going to be incredible. It's going to uh, be incredible. But anyways, I want to throw that out there. This is going to be just because, man. This the uh, Succession on HBO. Only three here. seasons. Oh no shit! And and, it is on your. Oh, it is so good. It's a dra- technically a drama. It's when it's been nominated every year that's been on. Um, you know, just the acting. Yeah. The acting and the build up, and I remember when. The third season finale, I watched it over here with my dad, and I was like, that might have been one of the best episodes of TV I've ever watched. And I've only done that about four or five times. I did it with a couple Game of Thrones episodes. Yeah. I did it with... Um, oh, a, season finale. So the show's not over. It's no. It's just the season finale. Just the season finale of season three. Yeah. And it was uh, it was like... I, I remember doing it with the show called The Leftovers, okay. which the guys, after they left Lost, 
they went and did the show called The Leftovers on HBO. Three seasons, too. Wonderful. Oh, no, They're sure. the same is, guys is that, that did. Did you ever watch Watchmen, the one season on HBO? Uh, I, just, I watched a little bit of it, yeah. but they did that. Uh, yes, and, but I, the reason I put it on there is because it's definitely made... Because, like, even Saul and Breaking Bad, some of those, I don't think I've ever been like, that was, like, it's more because, like, the season as a whole yeah. is so good, and they build up certain points, but, like, oh, I mean, just, the, I mean, yeah, Coke, Succession Coke has Coke just Coke some, Coke. I mean, and wow. it's, it's, it's probably the only one in the, the four that have the humor, even though it's considered a drama. Yeah. So you're getting both, okay. and I don't know if that's cheating, but, like, it is, gets nominated in the drama series. Yeah. But, I mean, some of the lines and characters. Comedy, but yeah, yeah just, I mean, just, like, the, the there's, really. yeah, and. I I don't know if you'd like it, but yeah. it's very cynical and it's, like it's got like one of the most memorable opening scenes in a show period. I remember watching like I was like, is this dude like just pissing on the hallway? Like, oh like, yeah, like, yeah. So I just remember thinking I just I, for some reason I just never got got into it. But I'll, I'll, it's yes, a lot of really smart people fucking like it. I know that much. I mean, it's I it just, definitely seems like yeah. an East Coast like elitist like fucking. Well, like, it's just it's in the, it's very similar to the boys. You yeah. know, it's taking this this thing that maybe you're supposed to be obsessed with. It's supposed to be good and stuff, and you're showing the dark side of it. Yeah, and you're showing the. These guys, you know, these rich asshole guys, and you're, and it's funny. I'm repulsed by the best thing is because you are. It makes you root for people you should not root for. I hate that. That's like the thing. That's what I'm saying. I don't think you're gonna like when they. You already know I hate that shit. Like if I hate somebody, let's keep hating them. Don't make me all of a sudden. No, because in succession, they're all bad guys. (sighs) So then you're saying, how are you doing such a good job? Of making the show where yeah. now I'm rooting yeah. for this guy, yeah. you know, and yeah. then like that was when I remember Game of Thrones did yeah. is when yeah. the sparrows came in, yeah. and I go, God, I wish Joffrey was still here to handle these annoying people. Uh, like Joffrey would have put this to bed no the rest. Shit. Yes, and you're like, yeah, crazy. yeah. I don't think it's specifically about. I forget the names and all that kind of stuff. Like who were the the like the really rich uh, family? I Lannisters. The Lannisters. Like Jesus. Yes. I don't and ruin you anything, look, look, but like you... just the flipping of the narrative on some of those yes, characters yes. just grossed me out. But it's succession. Yeah, and and I think. Uh, Breaking Bad and Saul are just these great narrative arcs and great acting and great writing and great shooting but not necessarily like there's these super just wonderful like it's just character driven stuff yes yeah and it's more dialogue and it's I mean there's a lot of action in both those shows for sure but they're just they're at their own piece and then Game of Thrones offers you a whole different palette I really do think like if I was stuck on a desert island what would I pick to have to watch over and over again that yeah. I could go yeah. back and watch. Yeah. And so yeah. I think that's, I, I mean, Saul, I think I've watched through three times and just, I mean, it's just so good. <laughs> How many seasons is it? Six. <laughs> I don't get it. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. There's I mean, like so before Stranger Things came back, that's all I watched for three weeks. There's so much to yeah. watch. All right. Fuck. You watched it twice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. I gotta fucking get to this shit. I mean, so you you don't have like, okay, this show's, like, you don't look up, oh, one of my shows is dropping on May 12th. I'm going to make sure I watch it every week and you just say, okay, I'm adding it to the pile. I'll get to it when I get to it. I'm just getting to like a lot of shit. Like I'm just getting to Insecure. Like I'm just getting to. Wow. You're just Insecure is great. Insecure is fucking incredible. Like I'm just getting to a lot of stuff. So like it's, it's pretty bad. So you don't have any like priority of this. I got two shows I watch every year that come out. This is, I got to watch it when it comes out. I got to read the articles about it. None. I want to see what they do. None. So like if you watch the end of something and you're like, oh, like. I'll come back to it in four years, you know, after the next season's been out for a year. I'll wait to see what people say. I actually don't know if I... Like Game of Thrones. Did you watch Game of Thrones live? Uh, yeah, actually, I think season eight. I, actually, I, I came late to Game of Thrones. It wasn't, it wasn't season to season. I think I came season seven. Or was he eight with the last one? Eight. Yeah, I think I came season seven. So I don't know if I watched that week to week. So like almost everything I've come to after the fact. I don't think I've followed anything week to week or anything. Uh, Netflix has done a lot of binging stuff. So I don't know when the last time I've really had to like, wow. be patient about something. 
Um, but yeah, and I've been more movies than anything else. I just, I'm just fucking impatient. Just you tell me what's fucking great. Like I'm not gonna like the idea that I could get caught up in a Walking Dead situation would just make me so mad. Oh, I gave up on the Walking like, Dead. Like I would just like you know yeah. the time invested and you just realize like I'd I'd rather just you know the you know terrible terrible I don't know terrible cat like endings to like a lot of these shows just make me so fucking. I, I think I've, there's got to be a phobia to waste the time. I think I have a phobia for waste of time. I think that's and interesting. And so, but I, I guess maybe for you, it's also like you were saying is it's hard for you to watch bad TV. Like if you see something, because what was the movie you, that you we were texting about that you just walked out of? Oh, uh, that that wasn't necessarily that was um, the Coen Brothers movie. Is it Macbeth or something? No, I think you walked out of another one that we were that oh. we were talking about. I think you walked out of a few. What did I, I'm, I'm oh God, what was it that I told movies. that you were like you were about to go see it and you were like, no, nah, I just walked out of it. I couldn't do it. <laughs> what, oh. what were we talking about? I'm oh, it was a year, it was a year ago now. I, mean, I it's been a while. I have been walking out of a lot of fucking movies, but like, that's so funny. Yeah, so like that you can't even, if you can't get into the first act. No, that's it. Yeah, and no, I have no patience for it. And I, I, if it was a specific movie, I could tell you what the, what it was. But oh, I can probably find it in some, text. But there's some things that, like, yeah, for sure. Like, I, I think I've just been, and I'm not gonna act like you know, I'm somebody who can like have a sustained, high level conversation about story structure and all that kind of stuff. But I've I've peeled back the fucking layers enough to kind of like know, like, oh god, like this this is what they're fucking. I can hear the writer's fucking fingers on the fucking, tight, <laughs> uh-huh. on the fucking keyboard. And I'm like, this man. Is so fun. you're going in this with some jade. Brutal. You're this going in with. It's almost sounds like you're going in. You are like. Thinking it's gonna be bad. I, I actually do have a preju- prejudice against the Coen Brothers at this point. Like really? against filmmakers, it actually is pretty bad. Like they just some people are just not. And I need to be a little bit. And it, part of it is like the state that I am in life. Like if I'm in a situation in life where I'm not really feeling good about myself or the world, I'm less charitable. Like I'm just like I'm a cynical fucking bastard. So like that's a big part of it. So there's a lot of different reasons. But the Coen Brothers, I feel like, are less. They're just not interested in communicating anything to the broader public. Like they're just like, like give me an example. It's just like, like what new movie? I don't think I've even Macbeth. seen. Well, you don't know the Coen Brothers, like no, I know who they are. I don't think Macbeth I've... is something that they did recently with Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington, yeah, the black and white, yeah, and uh, and Paul Thomas Anderson is another one. So oh it's yeah, like, it's just like he grew up in Hollywood. Like he's just, it's kind of like Kanye. Like but I think you're the, so good at doing yeah. the thing. You're more interested in doing the anti thing and seeing how far you can push the. You know, can we just have like a meandering movie that just you know explores all this like you know LA culture and all that kind of stuff? But the Coen Brothers, like that movie. It's just like, are you even interested in communicating like a theme or moral or trying to teach lessons or like give us anything of value? Or is this all just like, you've already done what you wanted to do now and now you're just like trying to so impress you, your friends? So you go in or, movies to think that there should be something taught. I go into movies thinking that the accessibility is something that you should just, you shouldn't like be smug about, right? Okay. We talk about like, I'm kind of, you know, I'm really interested in like kind of, getting a lot of respect for my peers when I make content. Like I'm yeah. very fixated on that. Okay. And I think whenever you're in an art as a musician or something like that, like you, there's this mainstream kind of like, um, I don't know what the word is, but um, uh, kind of like there's this negative connotation of being mainstream, being accessible, Marvel movies. We talk about all these okay. movies okay. and all that kind of stuff. But it's for the, like, it's for the public. Like you want to either entertain. Well, you're making a product you wanna, to make money. You, wanna, you either want to make money, entertain, or bestow some sort of equipment for life. Okay. Like it's one of those three things. And yeah. if you're not doing those three things, this is a me project and not a we project. And I'm just kind of like over it. And I, and okay. I, I kind of like, I honestly, it's it's like, um, who's the, uh, I, I'm forgetting his name, the director of The Force Awakens. Um, You're Ryan Johnson. Oh no, J.J. Um, um, uh, Abrams. J.J. Abrams, one of the most talented, yeah. not talented, but like, I wouldn't say talented, but like hardworking, like just like, you know, yeah. just a great filmmaker who put himself second. He realized this is Star Wars. What are we doing here? They don't come here for me. They come from Star Wars. They come from Star Wars. Understanding what we're here I'm for. I'm not bigger than the product. Yeah, I'm not bigger yeah. than the fucking product. And like, these are our tours that I'm talking about, P, you know, PTA and all that kind of stuff. But like, I kind of respect and have like a little bit more affinity for these people who like are like, I know what they came for and I'm going to give them that in the most creative, entertaining way possible. Try to have some wiggle room to kind of like express yeah. myself. But like, 
I'm over, I'm over all that other, like, just like being inaccessible. And it's just like, I don't know. Okay, it's so, just like, so being inaccessible, meaning that like you're making opaque, like it's just like really like the extreme lack of dialogue to the point where like, oh, okay. you, you're almost making it seem like this is more profound than it is just from the lack of dialogue and stuff like that. And it's, it's okay. You're not taking advantage well, of the, the media. Because the Coen brothers I know, and I've watched a lot of just uh-huh. their earlier stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, No Country for Old Men. Yeah. If you Would you consider that? I mean, it, yeah, there's something about, that's that's like, I would say prestige. I don't say it's like super smug and accessible. No, no, no. I'm just saying I didn't even think the Coen brothers made anything but that kind of, those kind of movies. I didn't watch Macbeth, but I didn't even know they started to shift outside of the kind of the neo-norwestern you know, kind of uh-huh. that kind of stuff. Did I say something that made it seem like that they changed? Well, Macbeth, that? that's Shakespeare. Yeah. I didn't even know they made a Shakespeare movie. I mean, I didn't know that was them that made it. Oh, I didn't know I it was. And so... But but you know, I don't think that there's much of a change there. Like, they're just not... Was it, just, was it, was it both like of them the, or was it just like Joel Cullen or one of them? I have to look it up. I didn't watch it because it didn't look like that's it was going to be my cup of tea. That's a good question. I don't know if it's... I, honestly, I think Shakespeare's way overrated anyways. I and never, they do, like the thing is, they don't modernize any of the language at all. It is straight word for word. I remember sitting there thinking like, like just like, what are we doing here? And I couldn't have, even understand a fucking word and I walked no, out and I'm like, what? The, no. I don't understand why they're still seated. And this, <laughs> like, this would make me so fucking mad. Well, I mean, Shakespeare for them. I mean, Shakespeare's a dead... I don't even know why we were forced to. I don't even think it's that good. It's just. I mean, I remember being forced to read Hamlet, and I thought in my head, God, this is so boring. You know what is a much better version of this is Lion King. (laughs) You know what is much funner and teaches you the same lesson and gives you the same point of view of my uncle doing this. So what are we doing here? So what's the project here? So what's what? What are we really doing here? Like this is a this is a talent show. That's what this isn't a movie. That's what this is, and it's off putting. And 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 the thing, the why I'm so repulsed by it is because that I was caught up in that at one point. Like I was just so caught up in just trying to let my peers know that like I'm, I'm creative and I'm really oh. deep and like I want you know like but, but that's, I think that's what I love so much about and I had this conversation with a friend of mine like the Denny Villeneuve's and the Kendrick Lamar's yeah. who can be an artist artist but at the same time the, the general public fuck with them and like everybody gets it okay. everybody gets it that's super unique you, Spielberg's like they only come around once like two times a generation so like it's super special either you're like a either you're like a Michael Bay or you're yeah. a PTA, but if the people who can be the intersection of that shit, yeah. you're fucking working with some shit. Yeah, I guess I go in a lot of the times thinking, what do I expect? What do I want to see? So I, 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 this is just a very. You ever heard of a movie called The Accountant? Yeah, is that a Ben Affleck? Yeah, and I it was. Seen it. Yeah, it's. It. I mean, it's nothing to write home about. Yeah. But I remember the reviews came out, and they go, "Well, the story wasn't this, and the writing wasn't this." And I was like, "Does Batman <laughs> kick ass? Like, that's all I'm going in to see. Yeah. Does yeah. does you know yeah, yeah. do? Is there a lot of cool yeah. fight scenes? Yeah. You really you're yeah. watching this yeah. action movie, and you're worried about the third act doesn't. Yeah. And I was like, I just yeah. don't get like you're paying your sixteen dollars, you're going and you're watching the super spy, yeah. do super spy things, and yeah. you're like, yeah, there might be, but like that's what I almost loved about their '80s and '90s, and why I think Top Gun." Became the biggest movie, uh-huh. one of the biggest movies of all time. The yeah. new Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. You know, $1.3 billion. One That's of the, obscene. Yeah. And is that, that might be like globally, but like I think it's approaching like I want to say $750 million domestic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's no, it, it, because it was, it's it's nostalgia, but it's, they used to make movies in the 80s and 90s where it was just these big popcorn flicks that didn't have the best writing, that didn't necessarily have the best directing, but you were going to the movies yeah. to see this yeah. and you didn't care if yeah. Bruce Willis didn't do the right thing uh, acting wise you wanted him to see to yeah. shoot people you yeah. wanted him to be diehard yeah. so i just thought we got away from that and for I, a long time and that's why people like marvel movies is because that is what replaced those big action films from the 80s uh, and 90s because in the 2000s i think they did exactly what you're talking about as a lot of people said well we want to get away from that that's cheesy bad movies 
and let's make something different. And then people were just waiting for that version and then Marvel just happened to fall it's, into it. It's all, it's all, yeah, every, every, uh, whatever era that you're in is a reaction to what came before. So like, it's definitely, it's actually kind of interesting how like counterculture used to be people who were super pessimistic and saw through everything. Uh-huh. And they were like, oh, you know, religious is shit. Yeah, uh-huh. shit. So counterculture now is starting to be like, hey, just give them the fucking jets and the explosions yeah. and all that kind of shit. Like, this is what they well, want. But they don't want yes, the fucking, like, like, so like, it, and that's, that's kind of what I respect so much from like, from a from a uh, from some of these filmmakers who understand that like this is what they came for. They don't come for a revolutionist storytelling and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, it's just like what are we doing here? So yeah. So if I was the Coen Brothers, just make Coen Brothers movies. And a lot yes. of their and a lot of their and I did after they did No Country for Old Men, they did that one musical Hail Caesar that wasn't any good. Yeah. They did Burn After Reading that wasn't and that's any good. One that's just like it's just it's just I, it just doesn't connect. Like they're making movies for professors for like theater professors. Like yeah. Like it just doesn't. It bothers me so much. But that's what I'm. That's what I'm talking about. Is I think we're hopefully getting back to a little bit of that stuff where you're saying, okay, who are we making this movie for? Yeah. And is that movie accessible to a wide audience? Yeah. And I think Top Gun and is going to help people to maybe come back. To where, because that's what it was. I remember coming out of, I think they call it the aughts, is we are not going to make these big 90 million comedy movies anymore. We want to yep. make these art house film comedies. Yep. And that's going to be the new cool thing. Mm. And then I think that's run its course. I think you're going to, and then people are like, why are they only making tentpole movies? That's all they used to make back in the 80s and 90s, man. How many mm. diehards did they make? How many lethal weapons did they make? Mm. It's nothing new. They're not reinventing the wheel. Yeah. They are saying people go to the movies, to the movies. I'm not to saying sitting movies. at home and watching something that's on Amazon that someone made and People, the reason people go to the yeah. movies yeah. is for these certain things. Yeah. And it used to be, you used to go to the movies twice a year. You go in the summer and you go around Christmas. Uh-huh. And they would release stuff in the summer uh-huh. and they would release stuff around Christmas because yeah. they knew everyone was, why do you think Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter and all that stuff dropped Christmas. in Thanksgiving and Christmas? Yep. It's because they know yep. everyone's going to see the big summer blockbuster. Everyone's going to go see something yep. around Christmas. And you worked at AMC. I mean, you oh, know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Harry that's Potter a, was yeah. Uh, every auditorium in yes. the theater all the way up to like 3 a.m. Like, yeah. Nuts. I remember that. And so I think they just have to get back to let's make movies, let's make the movie going experience what it's supposed to be. Yeah. And if you're going to make your stuff like them, you can drop that on Apple TV. You can drop that on Netflix. Like there's an audience for it, there but is. don't try to put that in movie theaters because, and then, and then say the movies are dying. Yeah. Look what you're offering, <laughs> you know? And then, and then it's people that are complaining about, well, the only thing that's in the movies are all these big temple yeah. things. That's all that was in the and movies. I mean, exactly like, for sure. And it's just uh, too many chefs in the kitchen. I'm not too many chefs in the kitchen, but whatever, there's some sort of idiom that has to do with like, we're not listening to everybody here, okay? Yeah. The fucking people who are like over here talking about oh, fucking Force Awakens did the same fucking. Well, it's not fucking for you. Dude. Yeah. Well, God, and like, you fucking write your tweets yeah. and then don't come <laughs> to the fucking movie. It's not for you. God yeah. Damn it. And I, I, I never. I think you really person. opened it up for me that movies should be accessible if you're going to put it in a big. Yeah, absolutely. Like you're making them for a reason. You're absolutely. making. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, for even, sure. And it's it's actually a signal. It's counterintuitive, or maybe ironic. I'm not sure if I always use the word ironic, right? But the the actual smartest person in the room is the one who realizes that they're not the reason that they're, like they're not they're yes. not bigger than the project. You would think that like these people like fucking Ryan Johnson thinks he's like okay, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna come up with a completely new pro- plot structure. We're not gonna try to blow up a fucking Death Star. We're gonna do this, 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 this. And now you look actually dumber than the person who ended up fulfilling the the hopes and dreams of yeah. all the people who wanted to see the one before. And it, and it's actually he looks smarter now. Not you. Uh-huh. So like it's it's that's that's what I'm kind of like. I love it's Looper too. Really that's why I was so disappointed. Yeah. I loved Looper. Looper. That was his first big one. Looper was Looper is definitely emotionally memorable, but I don't really remember too much about plot or anything. Mm, the whole concept was, is that the time travel. Yeah. You go back and you. But it's, I don't really remember why and all that. But uh, I remember moments. And yeah. I remember there was like emotional moments. Yeah. Like yeah. That, I mean, but, but I mean, God, it's Bruce Willis and he's playing yeah. diehard character. Yeah. I mean, and that's too like, I you know. 
But I mean, you but know, it, I haven't I haven't seen Knives Out. It's not like he's not a great filmmaker. Yeah, that's just fine. it's just I haven't I haven't seen, but it just seemed like he's clearly Ryan Johnson. But it's just yeah, it's he, just, he made a Ryan Johnson movie, not a Star Wars movie. Yeah, so like it's and it, it's and no one's bigger than Star Wars. So it, like yeah, so like it's just it's you know to fucking I don't know if it's ego but or like it's a career Hollywood yeah. Hollywood guys like a lot of these people who are just. You've just been doing this your whole life that like you think we're interested like movies about Hollywood, like Hollywood about yeah. Hollywood. That shit is like you grew up and you've been around this stuff way too long. You don't so understand you what we uh, care about you anymore. Didn't like, uh... You think that we care like Quentin Tarantino thinks <laughs> we care about this shit. Like we don't fucking care about Did you get that through shit. that movie? I did get through the fuck I did get through the movie, but I just I just it was the second time where I realized that like he's just not for I remember the first time that I realized that I was over Quentin was when he started to voice over the intermission in Hateful Eight. Oh, I Hateful Eight I couldn't do. When he vo- when I heard Quentin Tarantino's voice doing the intermission for there, not, there was an inter okay there's an intermission yes what the fuck there's an intermission he's doing the voiceover for the intermission and then what happens in the back half I was just like this so you is, think I a lot out, of the I am out on Quentin Tarantino but he's like a career but anyways we, we were talking about the Hollywood yeah, thing uh-huh. about like you know he's a What's career in Hollywood yeah these people who spend their, they're creatures of Hollywood and they think that what they think is fascinating everybody else thinks that it's yeah. fascinating and it's just like. PTA, he grew up in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's just like, he's, he made a movie, his recent movie was about a love story uh-huh. in LA and all that kind of, yeah. you can tell stories about your upbringing and all that kind of stuff, but it's just like, dude, movies about Hollywood culture and celebrities and all that kind of shit, we don't give a fuck about that stuff. I don't, at least. And it's, and maybe I'm just, maybe, there's a, probably a deeper reason why I'm so upset about it, but I don't want to dig into it too much. But anyways, um, uh, well, you want to touch on anything else? Yeah, uh, we'll get you back on eventually. I thought we could maybe dabble into some fantasy football for sure. But oh, like, I'm so uh, excited! Yeah, no, for sure. But like, I, I you know, All I right, and, the, and this and this is not. Uh, I'm not trying to. You're in Dino's league, right? I'm in Dino's okay. league. Okay, I'm in ten uh, leagues. You're in, you're in ten, I'm ten leagues, leagues, so I lose who is in whose yeah, league. Yeah, I'm in and I'll have people text me, and I'll be like, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know how to shit talk. I can't remember. I have to go look it? and be like, Am I beating you right now, or are but we facing at, each at other? Point, it's, but the, like, I think it, three is the point where I don't know if it's diminishing returns to where like. You know, all of a sudden, Devontae Adams is good and bad for you. No, it's really so, like, fun. No, it, it becomes. That's not it good. is. It becomes. It becomes a okay. Am I rooting for this guy? Do I need this win more than this? Oh my god! It becomes almost a different level. And I, 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 uh, I draft a lot of the same guys, so I don't oh, have a lot okay. of because I'm drafting. I'm not every draft. I'm not going into it with. I'm going to try this different strategy out. I have one strategy, and if the board falls my way, what? I'm always going this way. Well, I mean, you have to change a little bit depending on how the league is scored. But I don't. I go into fantasy football saying this is what I think about these players, where I should draft them, how I think they're going to trend this year, what offenses I like, what quarterbacks I like, the, where everything lands, yeah. and then I set up the board, and yeah. then if the board falls, how it falls. But I end up getting a lot of the same players. Okay. I mean, I would think that I would think there's enough there to where you could still experiment a little bit with ten fucking teams. But my whole thing is like two or three. I don't want Mike Evans tanking two my fucking fantasy leagues. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so like that happens. My, yeah. That's my fucking but thing. James really, Robinson, like you know, like you're yeah. fucked. Like you're just fucking. You're fucked. But so like, it's really more. Know. It. I mean, if you have a knockout draft, if you get the. I mean, for, yeah. yes, but it's a lot of who you're picking up and who you're trading. I mean, the, really, the biggest reason I won the league. That we're in is was I got Justin Jefferson for Braden for nothing. Uh, Trading Darren Waller and Darren Waller barely played down the stretch. Uh, Didn't even draft Justin Jefferson. He ended up being my best player. Who was your tight end? I picked up someone and streamed him every week. What? Yeah. But you went you went all running backs. You needed a receiver. What made you think? Yeah, that's really interesting. Well, because in PPR, if you're saying I just want, oh no shit. Well, it's it's values of each position. So you say I need my quarterback to score me X. I need my running back to score me X. Wait, so you have it down to down to that? Like, Mm -hmm. is that what you're thinking about? I'm thinking about I need to score X amount Moneyball style. I need to score X amount of points a week. It's just a strategy I picked up. From what? Well, it just depends on 
you literally have to think, I need to score X amount to win. Uh-huh. I understand okay, that, yes. but like, where is this, is this just coming from you? Research, playing, all this stuff. I've been playing fantasy football for 15 years. So like, you're looking at the scoring for the league and you're realizing that like, I need yes. 25 from this, well, I need yeah. 10 for this, I need 12 from yeah, this. Yeah, so where's the value is, so. No shit. Yeah, and so, but in a PPR league, yeah. there's receivers you can get for nothing that'll get you 13 points a game. Now you might be streaming them. You might draft four of them and say you're playing the you're playing the that makes, matchups. That makes sense, but like so, like I'm over spending a top ten pick on such a high high like not volatility, but like a, a player that gets so much contact. You know what I'm saying? Like CMC or something like that. Yeah. Or like I'm not doing it. Like I'm not these these sure. running backs don't finish the season. You have to be right. They're not. They but don't draft, finish the season. Draft five of them. Draft yeah, five but like, backs. but but okay, but I'm talking round one. Okay, so like sure. I understand like maybe early on, like first four rounds, three of them have to be my number one strategy that I'll give them free. Backs. Draft as many running backs as possible. They get hurt, you <sighs> don't know who's gonna shit. explode, and the receivers are always gonna be there. There's gonna be a receiver, multiple receivers that come out of nowhere that you're gonna be able to pick up and you're gonna be able to ride. Uh, a mirror of yeah, St. Jamar, Brown. Jamar Chase was probably drafted in like the fucking ninth, tenth round or something like that. I mean, but the guy for the. I think I wanted Tyler Boyd over Jamar Chase. Like I was like, give me Tyler Boyd. Nobody's talking about Tyler Boyd. But, but Tyler and, Boyd uh, and geez, yeah, Tyler Boyd. Yeah. Tyler Boyd was on that championship team had, that I won with. He I got had, me. He scored oh, in no that shit. Chiefs. He had a touchdown and scored me seventeen points. Oh, wow. Some guy I picked up off late round. I'm just saying. I wish I had this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> now you're fucking up my whole shit. Well, no, I, I just think I just think running backs, like you said, get hurt, and you have to start two running backs, and you want those. And there's only so many running backs. That are going to play and they're gonna be bell cows. Yeah. And they're gonna gonna but it's so if you think you're gonna if you think there's a high chance of you being wrong and a high chance of them being hurt, draft five of them, draft six of them. This guy gets hurt, I got another guy to put in there. Okay, well, I'm gonna gamble on these two guys because I think their value is here. And then I can plug and play. That, that's how I survived that league. And you're not talking trade. You're not thinking trade capital at all. You're not no. thinking like these are uh, trade pieces. No, I didn't like even. Uh, Braden came to that trade with me for uh, me. I didn't go to him. He <laughs> came to it and I had to take it because yeah. I needed. Uh, I needed a receiver. I needed a receiver just because of the fact that it took. Um, but you drafted Darren Waller, so you had to have drafted him pretty high. Like, yeah, you, you had to. I went like, running back, running back, Darren Waller. And I went Josh Allen. So you'd rather you'd rather there be a bigger gap at that position than than try to secure a receiver or something like that because the gap between tight end six and tight end eight well, is yeah, like so, so huge. That's just like a big advantage. Well, and I'd rather end. have tight end two because I have to start a tight end in Dino's league. You have to start him. I'd rather have tight end two than receiver seventeen. Okay. Yeah, and you have sense. to look at like so like Travis Kelsey every year he is re- he is receiver yeah, twelve. Yeah. Yeah. So you also have to look at where their average yeah. scores are. Yeah. So like CMC, even though he's hurt all the time. Uh, the games that he does play in, he is seven points higher than Jonathan Taylor. Jesus. And Jonathan Taylor scoring Christ. 20 points a game. That that fantasy season he had is all time. Yeah. That, like that one season that he had, that's all time. Like, I those, think numbers, it's, those numbers were stupid. Was stupid. I had him on a team just too. Yeah. So dumb. But like, I just knew I wanted to know one of the one of the uh one of the years that I want now, like 10 teams you're gonna well, hopefully you're gonna win once a year with one team to make you pay for it. But the one year that I won in another paid league, out the rest of the leagues? Well, you pay out, yeah. So last year, I think I was up like five hundred bucks in the end. Oh, got a couple nice. for, got well, one first, couple, a couple seconds. Furs. Yeah, I went. It all merges together. <laughs> the year, the year before, the year of COVID, I think I had three. No, the year, the first year I won Dino's league, I had three first places, Jeez. and that was a big. You made some fucking. Well, that's money. why you're gambling. You're throwing. I'm going to throw a thousand dollars at yeah, it. It's yeah. going to give me something to do during work, something to do yeah. after work. Yeah. It's going to give me a lot of fun on the weekends, yeah. and hopefully that thousand dollars turns into five thousand dollars. I've seen it happen, so I know it's I know it can happen. Overstimulation. And you're hoping, that, well, at least I need to cover my thousand dollars. I just yeah. need to win one league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good. But it's so man, the playoffs in those the weekends. Game yeah. one league. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm over here trying to set up one roster. But I just and couldn't imagine. I couldn't league. imagine if you <laughs> only had two leagues and they were both trash. What do you? Then the yeah. six months of no yeah. fun. But it's just to me like trying to fucking juggle more than fucking. I've done even three leagues and I was like, this shit is not fun anymore. Like I don't like the fact that I'm fucking rooting against and for this motherfucker. 
fucker right now. So just from the fact I that, that yeah, you just need you need horses in the race. So eventually, like some teams aren't going to pat out. So I'm not putting as much energy into those teams. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So this team might only get three minutes that week. I'm setting the lineups. I'm looking, but you find the teams that are going to be good, and then you use most of your energy on those teams. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm excited. I'm super. Uh, I'm fucking fantasy football is right. Well, by, sure. by the time this comes out, it might be fantasy football oh, yeah, season. It's gonna be defensive fantasy. <laughs> yeah. And the, like, it's actually really interesting the correlation between like the amount of time that I spend listening to fucking fantasy football podcasts and like I just I completely stopped my success rate on fucking fantasy football just skyrocketed. Oh yeah, you can I'm get way too much consu- information. I'm done consuming any of yes. that shit. And I just li- literally like I just fucking. I I uh, I draft based off of what fucking gets me excited. Like, just get yeah. who am I gonna yes, fucking yes, like? Yes. I'm done with the, your 100%. fucking ESPN 300 list. I'm done with what yeah. Matthew Barry's fucking telling me. Tyreek Hill is gonna make me fucking excited about this shit. Yeah. So let me go number one overall. Let me and I would just, uh, you want teams with good offenses and you want teams with bad defenses. If that makes sense. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. So like, either like weak schedules. That well, they're going up if, against it, a if a defense is bad and the other team's scoring a lot of points, what is that? What is the team going to be doing? They're going to be throwing a oh, lot. Oh, I see. It does not matter saying. how we score our fantasy points. We just want them. It doesn't matter if we're scoring our fantasy points. The team's throwing three touchdowns down. Yeah, yeah, it's like the Lions are going to throw a lot. Yeah, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. or you just want really good offenses because they're going to score a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you yeah. want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that I, I understand. That. I usually go, I, strength strength of schedule is something that I pay attention to, but I'm not sure. But you just don't. I just don't even know because you don't know how the teams are going to be that year. This this team might be thought of to be X, but, a lot of parody, but it doesn't it doesn't deviate too much. But yeah, the, like that. I do like the defense thing. I do like the defense thing 100. percent Yeah, because if you're behind, you're throwing. Yeah. Good for those receivers. Yeah, good for those like, running who's, backs. Who's thinking about the Lions' offense? <laughs> like, it's well, like, yeah. and there's like now all of a sudden like I'm on Saint Ron. Yeah, I forgot what it is. Well, and then yeah, they might have three guys. Guys that are like you yeah. know crazy like top forty or something like that. Yeah. Like it's I like, was like, like, I had a lot of TJ Hawkinson. He was very good until he got hurt. Yeah, very good until he got hurt. He is one of those kind of like big lanky motherfuckers. Yeah, just like they're not gonna finish this. Yeah, season, I'll give a I'll give a uh, this, this probably won't come out. Until I got after. A guy, I got a guy that I okay. really let's just, let's just I'm both, not gonna say it out well, loud. I'll, I'll say mine out loud just because I want to see if I'm right when it's yeah, released. Yeah. Uh, the guy that I really really like is going to be AJ Dillon. Oh, I'm gonna draft a lot of AJ Dillon. Uh, he was not on my radar at all. Aaron Jones is still out there. Aaron Jones is going to be catching a lot of passes, but AJ Dillon will be rushing a lot. Okay, because right. they're they're don't. I mean, who's the receivers in Green Bay? Um, You're th- Christian, Christian Walker. Yeah, yeah. And Alan Lazard. <laughs> is Aaron is, Jones is, it, is. Is Sammy Watkins out there? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Though all three games that he'll play. Yeah, Aaron. Yeah, Aaron. Aaron. But you, I don't know. I'm, AJ Dillon, I think is going to. He was getting a lot it. of playing time last year. He's going to get a lot of playing time this year. I think the reason they didn't go out and spend a bunch of money on receivers is because the offense is going to flow through Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Is AJ Dillon like a second or third year player or something? Yes, and he is two hundred and fifty pounds. Second year player or third year? Third year player. player. This is his third year. There might be something to that. If he's like super young, then maybe we haven't seen what he's fully capable of. But well, I just think, yeah. I mean, you're going to have a high powered offense that's going to go through those two players. And yeah. I think you should, but Aaron, the, the, the reason I like AJ Dillon, the is, idea of an Aaron Rodgers led offense, like handing the ball off enough for there to be two running backs to eat is something. Well, no, Aaron Jones is going to catch a lot of passes. Okay. He might lead the league. He might lead his team in receptions. Oh shit. But where you're going to have to pay for Aaron Jones and where you're going to have to pay for AJ Dillon. Yeah. That's where the value comes in. Oh no shit. So I like a lot of AJ Dillon because I can get him five rounds after Aaron Jones. Uh, and I think they're going to score an equal amount of points. Could be a handcuff situation as well. Yeah, you could do like, both. You like could start both of them. Exactly. Okay. AJ Dillon. That's, let's see if I'm right my here. Guy, and, but yeah, my guy might not be as obscure as yours. Like, I'm, I'm big. Like, I called Lamar Jackson for MVP that one year. My MVP call for this year is Jalen Hurts. I'm big on Jalen Hurts. I have him on a dynasty team. I'm, I'm hoping big, it's really good. I'm <laughs> big on Jalen Hurts. I love me some Jalen Hurts. Yeah, so I'm, 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 I like Jalen Hurts, too. I'm trying to give me some Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. stock 1,000%. But, um, do, you, do you think Tom Brady will throw 700 passes again? Um, I can't. I'm not that, that plugged in to say whether or not. Let me think. 
He 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 was the you know MVP last year through was the number one fantasy reason. quarterback last year. I don't, I don't have any reason to believe that, that he wouldn't, not. right? Yeah. yeah, that's the only my thing too is like you can get Tom Brady super late and he's going to throw a lot of. I mean, he was an absolute stud last year in fantasy. Was Gronk playing a lot last year? Gronk was playing a lot last year, but they got Mike Evans I think and Chris Godwin. Value what that that like what that like. I bet you if you look at the splits with without Gronk, there's something going on there okay. where like there's something happening there. So like, and on top of that, like. Fuck Brady, I don't want to talk to Brady. Like, you fucking hoe ass. Like, I fucking hate that fucking piece of shit. But, um, uh, yeah. Um, fuck. We could, we, um, we talk about almost everything I wanted to fucking talk about. Yeah. You're going to be a fucking regular for sure. This is... Okay, so you're, you're going out to structure. California? Yeah, yeah. Are you out, going out there for a purpose? Or you're going out there back to live? Sec- you come back? Yeah, or? The Southern California. I'm in the second round of interviews with the oh, nice. ad agency out there. So, I just needed a lead. I remember I went out to the Bay Area. I didn't even necessarily have a job. I had a lead. And I like you know they had no idea I was driving out out of state just for the interview, but uh, uh, yeah, SoCal, Colfer City, gonna go just try to stick it out there and uh, you know see what I can do, see how far I can push this shit. <laughs> yeah, for sure, I'm definitely excited to see what I can do with some music videos out there for sure. Yeah, more than anything else, and I feel like that might be my way to kind of like maybe do some more interesting stuff. But uh, yeah, I drive out Sunday or Monday, and I'm excited. Um, and uh, yeah, appreciate you for sitting yeah. down for sure. It was fun. It's fun uh, to be back in the podcast world after yeah, for sure. I'm like, uh, I can't after wait. taking a break for t- to almost two years. Fuck, I can't wait till you guys fucking <laughs> turn that shit back on, or you just specifically whatever the fuck you want to do because I I feel like your content would be fucking incredible. But uh, yeah, muchas gracias. Thank you, sir. Awesome for sure. Oh, wait, and I have one question yeah. at the end here. Okay, that I always ask. Um, what is so one of you can either answer one of both these okay. questions or just both the questions. Okay. So, what is a book that you feel like is pivotal or just an important book for you that you that you really you know just just something just give us a book title that was really important to you that's option one you don't necessarily have to answer that and then the second one is what's a piece of advice you would have given yourself you would have loved to have given yourself 10 years ago that's not like commodities related it can't be like buy bitcoin oh yeah 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 yeah. um i this is gonna sound just super cliche but the only reason i'm saying is because it's what got me into reading and I think got a whole generation into reading and opened me up that books could be fun because yeah. I fought it for so yeah. long and I never wanted it. was just Harry Potter. That was the first thing that I read myself. And um, I, I think, you know, it's the biggest book of our generation. Yeah, right. I mean, I mean, and pop, and pop yeah. culture. I mean, not the best book or like just biggest, the biggest. Biggest is the right word. Yeah, yeah biggest. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's been some great history stuff I've read. I don't read a lot of uh, fiction. I read a lot of nonfiction and history stuff. I was really stuff. interested to hear like some sort of like a nonfiction, uh, but like if if that's the that's actually a really good answer. It's counterintuitive. I would never have thought. Yeah, it just got me like, into reading, and I've read a lot of a lot of books, you know, that have been fine. But yeah, I mean, uh, that's just what got me interested in reading. I don't think I even read like a full book before. That was the first one I read in like fourth grade or third grade. Everybody remembers that first book that got them to think like, "Oh, it's the book. It's not me." Like if I find the right book, yes, I can really yes. enjoy this. Stuff. And I read and it, and I, I remember staying up yeah. and reading it and like yep. being excited. Yep. And that was it. Was I'd never been excited about books. I went and yeah. bought it, and like it was just a different medium that I had not gotten into. And it yeah, was it was. Sure. Uh, I mean, there's some great history stuff, but like, um, I mean the the presidents of war, um, Michael. That, that was just a real presence of war is a very good book to read if you're interested in how we got into where we are now uh-huh. and what were the decisions were of why we got into all the wars. It literally talks about every president that got into a war from the war of uh, 1812 all the way up until uh, I guess it would have been Vietnam. Vietnam. Mm. Everything just what makes, they were thinking. That Cold War lens makes everything just makes so much sense. Yeah. It's actually nuts, but yeah. Uh, and then what I would tell myself uh, in, is that uh, this won't matter in three years. <laughs> that what you think is the biggest thing that is going on in your life right now 
you won't even care about in three years. Wow. I remember being obsessed about X, Y, or Z, or thinking this person or that relationship. You won't even probably talk to this patient in three years. I remember being in the college and the fraternity it was the whole world. I don't even care about it anymore. I don't even really talk to them. I mean, I still a lot of those guys are still my good friends and we go to the vacations, but like that this thing isn't gonna last and that I'm up like if I don't do this or don't do that, that the whole world's gonna fall apart. No one even cares about it anymore. You know what I mean? Like where, where where did you get that from? From that from that book or from learning from history or oh, just from like every time I just remember being like Oh, is that the piece of advice? Yeah, the piece of advice. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. The piece of advice when I really yeah. good one. Is that I remember being, you know, middle school and being obsessed with a zip, this, a this. Girl. I mean, yes, yeah. yes. And then you're like, God, it didn't even really matter. Wow. I remember telling my brother was in a similar situation in college. I remember, Matt, you're not even gonna care about this in three years. Like, don't, don't like you're getting so stressed about and stuff. Take a breath and like, you know, figure out a solution and like do whatever you have to do. But do it literally in two years, like mm, this isn't even gonna be on your yeah. you're not even gonna, it's not even gonna be in your rear view, you're barely gonna think about it. So like I guess it's what is this too shall pass type of thing where but like but that's pulling that's pulling a lesson from like your experiences. Yeah. Like it's just looking back and just like seeing that pattern and be like, oh that because that's so obvious after the fact when you said that. And it's and and it's a vibe I get from you one thousand percent. And I'm really glad I got it. Like at some point I want to find a way to pull this out of Eddie. Like there's like a quality of you, like because like I keep the people around me that I like that I like and respect. There's something about every single one of you guys that I respect. There's something about Dag I love and respect, Arthur, every single yeah. one. And with you, it's just something about you that you just seem on on the outside. Yes. Everybody's got the things that they're dealing with. But on the outside, you just seem unbothered. You're just always Eddie. Like there's something about you. And, I, and it's really interesting to hear this piece of advice because like it seems like you've got that perspective to just know what actually is important in the moment well, and what you're not yes. gonna fucking do. And I think I, I lost FOMO, the fear of missing out, a lot earlier than maybe a lot of people did. Okay. And maybe it's because I started a lot earlier than a lot of people did with some of the stuff that maybe you would only start doing in college or yeah. after college. Yeah. So I think maybe a lot of that stuff, by the time Pete, like I was, you know, been doing it for so long, I was like, God, I don't want to go out and do this for another day. It was like, am I even having fun? Yeah. You know, am I, am I at her? I'm doing this stuff. Yeah, we're supposed to be doing this. We're in our 20s. Supposed to go out to this, but Does like, anybody ask themselves that question? I was like, like are asked, you even having fun? <laughs> yeah, I've asked you, that question. Okay, so you yeah, want to go do sure. this, this, and this, sure. and are you going to wake up hungover? Yeah. Are you, and then are you going to yeah. look back and you're going to be like, yeah. was that even fun? Yeah. And that's why I think maybe I've watched a lot more TV and stuff is because, uh, you know, and I and a little bit comes in from uh, I lost a lot of weight over the last couple of years, yeah. and so a lot of it is well, am I making some decisions that are going to make it harder for me to achieve some goals that I want to? So you have to look downstream and you have to say, you know, the great thing is, you know, the uh, the saying is, oh, I'm, I'm coming up to a creek and I see these people that are coming down this creek and I'm and I'm pulling them out and I'm pulling them out. And I look to my buddy and I go, why aren't you helping? I'm going down to get the guy that's throwing the people down, down the stream. So I think a little bit of it is you have to think, well, if I'm having problems or I'm having this, I got to go downstream and see what the root of it is. And a lot of it is, I think, you know, some people are saying, well, I have to do this to make myself what I think will be happy or it's what expected of me. I'm expected yeah. to go to this. Yeah. So if you're, you know, what are you doing on a Friday? Mm, nothing really. I mean, I'm just going to kind of hang out. Yeah. Well, you should be doing this, but then are you going to feel like yeah. shit the next day? Are you not going to yeah. work out? Are you going to not do this? Yeah. You're not going to get something done. Yeah. And then it spirals. You just don't realize how one bad night morning affects your entire week or your entire month. I don't and so, see that. Yeah. So if you make a decision, it really does snowball because then you're saying, well, I'm not going to do this because I'm hungover. Well, okay, well, I'm not going to do this because I didn't do this the day before. Now I have to do this. And it gets pushed and it gets pushed. And then it becomes a lot of things yeah. that yeah. It really comes from one event or two events or just some decisions. So for me, I was just like, I have to kind of figure out how to. And then it's just, you know. The time scale you think at is actually like a really interesting thing because like it wasn't. It sounds so dumb, but I, I only recently stopped thinking in days. Yeah. 
I really like, I really just thought in days and not even like, it was, it was a lot shorter than days, but like that was yesterday. I never thought about like sustained focus or effort on things. And like, you know, today at the gym wasn't bad, but this is like a sustained thing that I'm doing. This yeah. is weeks. This is, this is not like the thing oh, I failed today. Oh, I fucking went to the gym. That's yeah. a win. Yeah. So like thinking in weeks is like a thing and people thinking, you know, decades and years, I'm, I'm still like on a small time scale, but like not thinking in days is a big thing. So that's, that's, uh, that's actually yeah. interesting. That, and like, just saying if I'm ha- not letting, not letting your bad days turn into bad weeks, turn into bad months. Yeah. Yep. So can I do something that will help turn this week around? Yeah. Uh, there yeah. was a great, yep, you, yep, you got to, yep. oh, I'm trying to think of the saying, but it was like, you're thinking of like, of something in, um, you know, like a batting average. Like it's really good to hit 300. You're not necessarily going to hit a thousand every time. So don't get discouraged if something doesn't go your way and then you give up on something yeah. or you stop your goal or this isn't the best day I had doing whatever I'm trying to accomplish. Yep. So I'm just going to quit. Yeah. And so that was, that would do, finding that in the last couple of years and COVID kind of helped oh, where yeah. to get through that, you had to have some goals. And then to achieve those goals, you had to figure out how do I do that? And that just gave me a little bit more of a focus of, you know, I Trends. guess. Not yes. necessarily like the peaks and like the volatility, yeah. but the trend line. Yeah. Yeah. Might've got lost in the weeds a little bit, but no, yeah, no, for sure. Super interesting. I'm really, I'm really happy we got into that last part. <laughs> Fucking great. I got everything I wanted to have. <laughs> shit. It's interesting people. That, like, I don't have to even come in here with fucking a plan. I'm just like, just find interesting fucking people to talk to. All right. This is dope. Appreciate you, sir. Once yeah. again. And um, uh, good luck with everything. And I'll, I'll yeah. for sure, we'll link up, I'm sure, whether it's for the fucking draft or something in the future. But uh, good luck with uh, Florida and everything. Yeah. And, good luck with California. Yeah. Bye. The music and theme song Groovy was provided by MC Color. And the links to said work will be provided in the description below. So, uh, of the numerous things we most likely got wrong, I got wrong, and he probably missed the mark on in that uh, little bit of a history segment. I wanted to maybe correct one or two things. Uh, Andrew Johnson was, in fact, the vice president of Abraham Lincoln. I definitely got the Andrew Jackson thing way off. Uh, His claim that the Animal Farm was a CIA project was not entirely off. Actually, uh, the 1954 film version of Animal Farm was secretly funded by the American intelligence agency, the CIA. The CIA's Office of Policy Coordination, which directed covert government operations, had two members of their psychological warfare workshop staff obtain the screen rights to the novel. Unbelievable. And uh, it is actually, and that's, that is from two different sources, uh, the British Library, um, uh, UK, and uh, The Guardian, a, public, a publication out of uh, the, the UK. And uh, I was uh, searching a little bit, and it looks like there's actually not a lot of evidence to support this, uh, you know, apocryphal story that Betsy Rollis um, was a woman out of uh, Philadelphia that uh, created the American flag that we know today. Uh, it's myth, maybe urban legend that actually started from her own family. Um, so pretty, pretty, pretty interesting. I guess that's what uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates talks about when he says uh, the American dream. What's real and what's not. But all right, then. I do want to say that this is not the place you want to come to for history. (laughs) 
this is I this should go without saying, but I'll say it out loud. Come here for uh, interesting questions. Little, we're, we're trying to improve the quality of questions here. That's what I'm trying to do. I feel like I'm not asking quality questions and I want to get people who know shit to kind of make my questions smarter. But the answers are probably less interesting. <laughs> but uh, I appreciate y'all for sticking through, especially this deep into the fucking episode. Muchas gracias.